The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this one purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. We are on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we're on 1250. We're on 9:30. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube so you can follow this program, The Brian Bailey Show. Also, our post practice and soon to be post game video. It'll all be there for you Pirate Radio trivia and a whole lot more right there on Pirate Radio TV on youtube we are eight days away from kickoff east carolina and appalachian state at bank of america stadium next thursday night 7 30 our pregame coverage begins next thursday 3 30 right here on the bud light pregame tailgate four hours of coverage taking you up to kickoff so it is time we got a lot of football talk coming up on today's show we'll get to know the enemy a little bit coming up at around 3 20 ethan joyce covers the Appalachian State Mountaineers for the Winston-Salem Journal will give us a scouting report on App State. How did their fall camp go? Uh, what does their depth chart look like? What are the strengths, weaknesses of this Appalachian State football team that ECU will see next Thursday night? Under the lights, we will find out coming up in a few minutes with Ethan Joyce as he'll join us on the Fixed NC live line. Later on in hour number one, we'll hear more of our media day interviews. Uh, Roy Tesh. We'll talk some D-line with us. And Rick DeBrew's a pretty rocked-up guy. I was able to talk to him uh, at Media Day on Saturday. We'll hear from Rick DeBrew as uh, he gave his thoughts on the defensive line and the 2021 season. At 4 o'clock, we will talk some baseball, some golf, some football with Mike Mullis. Mully will join us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Also in hour number two, the voice Jeff Charles is back in town after his Midwest hiatus. He is ready for some pirate football. He'll give his thoughts on ECU Appalachian State as uh, we'll visit with the voice coming up in hour two of today's show. Hour three, Bryce Williams joins us to talk pirate football and go pirate radio outdoors. All that with uh, Bryce coming up in hour three of today's show and some Mike Houston audio. If we have time, we'll get to that in hour number three as well. Let me uh, welcome into the show Shirley Rhodes and Chandler Honeycutt. Hello, folks. Friends. Hello. Clipper, what's up, baby? Hey, boy. Hey, what's going on? What do you say now, Nat? <laughs> hey, babe. What do you say? Oh, babe. What's the good word? 
Eight days away, uh, tomorrow we'll be able to say that's brand one week until kickoff. So really looking forward to that. Uh, You fired up, Chandler? Fired up, baby. And it's uh, I can just feel the energy around the Pirate Radio Studios. It's been. Thank you, Bear Naked Ladies. Uh, We'll hit that at least 77 times tomorrow. So get ready for that. Uh, Yeah, man. It's fun because it's here and our pregame is set for next week uh billy weaver is in for post game i'm so excited about Weaver's that pumped it's like he that. is he's very excited yeah. to be a part of the pirate radio family and to be on the fifth quarter calling show so we uh and we're excited to hear from you the pirate fans in fact if you want to be a part of the show today you can call in 317-1250 or give us a comment on twitter or facebook steve hill says on facebook live hey clip how you doing he says he's just practicing. He's getting you for ready. The fifth quarter call and show. Uh, usually my mood is dependent upon the football game that is just played, much like you, the, the caller. Uh, if the Pirates win, I'm in a good mood. If they don't, I'm a tad salty. A little bit salty, Daddy. A little bit, bit as salty. Captain Bill once said. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, but you know what? After week one, I'm going to be excited either way. Well, unless the Pirates get beat by 40, and then it's going to be rough. I'm not even trying to think about that. I'm just trying to think of we've believed. If we've we, believed. If we win that that game, we're partying on into Friday. What a – I mean, not to go all Troy D here, but can you imagine? Ah, Do we not just, agree? If the Pirates win that game. <laughs> Did you just hear him? What he said? He's yelling yes! in the office. Yes. Can you imagine? <laughs> but, no, if you win that game – it's an awesome Thursday night. It's a fun Friday. A full slate of college football on Saturday. And it is a freaking party leading up to South Carolina coming to town on September 11th. I, I'm just trying not to get too excited, Clip Brock. But it's it's hard not to. Might as well. Might as well go all in. Get excited. Forget what ECU has done on the field the last five or six years. And just say this is the year. Let's be yeah. like we have said the last five or six <laughs> yeah. seasons. Let's just be delusional. Today's delusional day. Well, we don't want to be like the cowboy fans, though. How so? Be delusional. So well, what are we going to do? Are always, cowboy fans known for being delusional? You are preaching what they are preach every year. Well, you're always optimistic, but you know every year before the Washington football team takes the field. I strong disagree strong disagree <laughs> who are you talking to me well you talking to me you hey, talking to you're me you're talking to football fan me uh, i yeah. amuse you um i will say i am uh optimistic about them this year well i'm just saying you you well let's just put it this way you've always been more optimistic about your team than i would be about my dolphins Again, strong disagree but you know what we'll agree well to no because i think they're gonna suck every year and i think we suck three out of five years but anyway uh joe asked what hat am i wearing today this is the uh the down east wood ducks wore these hats this is the uh luchador avocado guy um i believe you can probably find some of this merch at the wood duck store uh, i will check it for you but it is a uh very cool hat that they were supposed to wear last year and they actually uh, were able to finally wear them this year. Remember, there was no, yeah, you can uh, get this very hat on uh, woodducks.milbstore.com. Uh, you can get it today. Sweet. They got a lot of sweet hats up there, including uh, My hat. the old uh, Kinston Indians hat with the bat 
and the K with the feather. That is really cool. They have the collard greens up there. Do they still have the one with the single feather? Mm, just the feather. Yeah. Uh, yes. Ah. They do have that one. I don't okay. know how this turned into a Downey's Wood Ducks uh, commercial, but... Uh, uh, you know, every cool once in a while there. we hang a left on a subject. So. Go Woodies. All right. Um, so we're optimistic about football season. We're ready to go. Well, hey, do we have a reason to be uh, optimistic? We'll ask... I think so. Ethan Joyce... But here's the problem. We get so focused on on what we do, we throw out the nobody's working harder than the Pirates. Nobody's putting in the – well, yeah, every team in the country is, is practicing hard and working hard. They're getting better a year older. They're having great camps. Every the quarterback's looking great. Uh, but how about on the App State side of things? We'll find out from Ethan Joyce coming up in about 15 minutes or so. All right, let's get to the rundown today. Uh, QB2 has been named, and QB3 has been named. Holton Aylers will get the start against Appalachian State. We all knew that. Who is the number two quarterback? Mike Houston said on Tuesday, Mason Garcia will back up Holton Aylers. Mason Garcia played, uh, started and played in the Navy game last year, thrown into the fire, didn't look great. He has a full offseason this year, including spring ball, fall camp, you hope he made some strides, and, and Ryan Stubblefield uh, has been named the third-string quarterback for ECU. So, no huge shock here. I was going to ask, is this a shock? Uh, no, but no. it's... Uh, but they I, made it seem like it was a tight race. Well, I haven't been out there, so I'm only going by what people have told me, but no quarterback behind Holton Aylers has looked really good this fall camp. According to what I've been told, that could be complete uh hogwash it might not be true uh but from what we've seen from scrimmages and and you know from what people are saying out there uh, nobody has really taken over the reins i don't even know if mason garcia took over the reins to be the number two quarterback but he has been named the number two quarterback and uh i hope we get to see him in some action this year because that would mean you know ecu is blowing out an opponent hopefully we see a lot of them in the charleston southern game go ahead and get a lead get garcia in there for some live bullets and uh so he's ready to go if Holt nailers does not return in 2022 so there you go there's the uh the quarterbacks you okay with that chandler yeah i'm fine with that i, I, I was out the spring game um earlier this year and stubby did look good in the spring game and i heard that he had a great spring altogether. and um but mason garcia i believe is the guy there at, at qb2 so um yeah I, I, that is this is this this doesn't come to a sh- as a shock to me though uh mason garcia being the the number two guy but um yeah good to see stubblefield back there at number three too because i like i said i think he had a great spring i think you just wanted to say stubby i love saying stubby <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool cool name to say all right uh week zero line so uh folks i, I will continue you might not get a lot of great insight on this show but i will make sure you know what's happening in the world of sports and i have uh been notifying people of this and a lot of people are unaware that yeah week one is next week but college football is stupid everything's stupid uh so they have a week zero and that is a thing it is a real thing ecu was going to play in week zero last year against marshall that is correct uh before that game was canceled uh, so week zero starts on Saturday. That's right, three days from now. 108, I believe this is on Fox, Nebraska and Illinois. 
3.30, Hawaii, UCLA. 9.38, UTEP and New Mexico State. And uh, 2 o'clock start for UConn and Fresno State. I think there's one more here. 10 o'clock this Saturday night, Southern Utah and San Jose State. Um, it's football, baby. Is it appointment TV? It's football. I, I, don't, ne- I don't necessarily know if it's football TV. I would think... Wait. Or appointment TV, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's definitely it's football definitely TV. football TV. I don't necessarily know if it's appointment, but if I happen to be home and I'm you know, and i doing stuff and I need something in the background, I'll flip it on. I don't think it's I have to get home and I have to turn my TV to this channel, but I think it's if you're sitting at home and you have nothing else to do, football is on, watch football. Strong disagree. One o'clock on Saturday, Nebraska, Illinois, appointment TV. First game of the year. I will do my chores before or after that game, but I must be in front of a TV to see that kickoff to the season. Because I got okay. Well, I, I, I mean, that's what, you. Yeah, that's me. Yes, two out of three though have said it's not exactly appointment TV. Nine out of ten dentists recommend listening to this show. <laughs> what about that other guy? Why does that he other? He does guy? not you recommend dentist? you. Dennis, yes. Oh. <laughs> we keep your teeth clean uh tony peterson you know what it's much you know what? it's an appointment game for him you know what and our uh chase our old buddy hayden, chase baby. hayden for illinois so yeah oh that's right I real football. hayden loses the football who's the uh head coach of ucla chandler ucla is that chip kelly chip kelly and a big year for him coming up hot seat for chip uh i don't know i think they need to win some ball games we talked about it with jeff nadu earlier in the week this is a big year for ucla there in the pac-12 so uh yeah i'll be i'll be tuned into these games i'm looking forward to it once again folks uh one week from tonight there is a random wednesday game uab and jacksonville state so we'll be tuned into that and that is uh coach primetime no jackson state jackson yeah Chandler. Uh, the so day I that you weren't this. here i asked i asked you if said that the same was, thing uh Dion's that is not coach prime okay i still I, think the week because zero, i thought well okay well if coach prime is there I, that I, is I, must I, appointment I, I, I tune in to see that yeah i think week zero I, I still think that it ruins the excitement of week one i i look at it as, as an appetizer and i like that analogy it's not even it's not really even the kickoff to college football. These are almost like preseason bowl games or something. <laughs> like, they're almost standalone games. The problem is for Nebraska and Illinois, one of them is going to be 0-1 and, and out of the Big Ten race before week one begins. Yeah. So they're real. They're very real. But it's not like waking up Saturday the following week and having game day on. Game day is not this Saturday for the week zero games. Now that I don't know, they they, they got to have some kind of show. They'll have some because they have a pre-show. football game on. Well, that the Fox Sports game will definitely have like a pre pregame. I think they usually do, but I don't think like Corso and Herb Street will be anywhere on week zero. Is Lee Corso still doing the thing in twenty twenty one? I think he's going to do it until they have to carry him off and literally in some kind of headgear until he passes away. What kind of headgear? Not will- so fast, my friend. <laughs> What kind of headgear will he be buried in? Ohio State, because that was his first one. (laughs) All right. Is that a fact, or did you make that up? I think that was his first headgear. All right. Don't look that up, folks. Just trust us on that one. Look it up. Uh, Look it up. All right. uh, Teddy Two Gloves 
is a starting quarterback in the NFL in 2021. This is another uh, negative notch on the resume of John Elway because basically this says the quarterback he drafted, Drew Locke, cannot beat out Teddy Bridgewater, who the Panthers got rid of uh, this offseason. Teddy Bridgewater has been named Denver starter. Now that... You asked about if the quarterback two for ECU was a surprise. This is a surprise because it's admitting that you drafted the wrong guy and it's saying that guy is not as good as Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's disgusting to think about. But, I mean, the Panthers were in that situation last year going out and getting Teddy Bridgewater to be their starting quarterback. Next thing you know, they're trading him away to uh, Denver. And now John Elway is uh, being looked like looked at – as a full um, drafting Drew Locke. Now, is Teddy Bridgewater the starter for the season, or is he the week one starter? Because we might can still see Drew Locke. We will see Drew Locke. Um, I think there might be a situation where they might continue this into the regular season, this competition. But I think that week one starter is going to be Teddy B. And so I don't think it's set in stone quite yet. They might try to make it seem like that, but I don't think it's set in stone yet. All right, uh, we might have a game day update coming up 7 o'clock. Well, now game day next Saturday is in Charlotte for the Dukes-Mayo Classic against Georgia and Clemson. Game day this Saturday, according to Joseph on Facebook Live, says we'll be at Turner Field for North Carolina Central and Alcorn State. Hmm. And that game is on 7 o'clock on ESPN this Saturday. So there's an FCS game that I didn't mention that is on. So apparently there will be a game day. So Herb Street. And so it's like their preseason yeah. uh, kickoff. Get I the guess. rust out. Yeah. Let Lee Corso, uh, you know, get warmed up a little bit. A little bit. Uh, Steve Hill, while we're talking on NFL, says the Panthers need to sign Jake Verity because Sly is terrible. I just saw a tweet today at practice. Joey Sly, two for five on field goals. This, yeah, disappointing. <laughs> is he going to be the week one kicker for Carolina? The way the trend is going right now, absolutely not, Clip Brock. And there's so many other guys. I mean, I'm not like there's one Justin Tucker, and there's other guys you really rely on. But Harrison Butker is a guy that we drafted in a oh, few years yeah. ago in late rounds i think the sixth or the seventh and then and then he actually went to kansas city and is still there and has been uh great for them for the past few years yeah i mean there, there's so many good kickers that are still out there i mean if you can't rely on sly to hit five field goals of practice to miss three of them then uh he's probably got to go he hadn't looked good in the games either he's missed right? a couple extra points as well yeah this preseason so uh joey sly may not make it he's currently on my fantasy roster in the sports bar fantasy league good luck so i might be looking elsewhere for that all right uh other nfl news no surprise here trevor lawrence has been named the starting quarterback of the jacksonville jaguars uh let's see chandler what other rookie quarterback Who's the next one to play? Uh, Andy Dalton has been named the starter for the Bears, so Justin Fields will not play right away. Huh. Jimmy G started the other night for the uh, the Niners. I don't think Trey Lance. I was were... going to mention Trey Lance. I don't think they're ready for him to go quite yet. Um, it was the way that was the way with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick 
Mahomes came into the league and sat behind Alex Smith for a year. So I guess Zach Wilson's going from day one. He looks really good in New York, and uh, he's looked good. I have uh, I might be wrong on him. Who is behind him in New York? New York Jets quarterbacks. Let's uh, look it up. So I guess Zach Wilson will be the answer of what other rookie plays, you know, as early as Trevor Lawrence because we're going to have to wait around on Fields and Lance, Lance. it appears. Uh, The Jets depth chart. Who is battling Zach Wilson at the quarterback spot? Well, the answer is quite simple. As I stall, who is Mike White? Who is James Morgan? I do know Josh Johnson because I've former had, Buccaneer great. I've had the pleasure of watching him live for the Bucks lose to Washington, and then I, also he played for Washington. <laughs> had the pleasure of seeing him. Uh, I remember losing to the Titans. They were. Still I was like, at that game. They were kind of still in the playoff hunt. I was at that game, and uh, they lost that game. I so we've th- both seen Josh Johnson lose live. Yes, uh, and then also a great name. Uh, watching warm-ups, Mark Sanchez was uh, warming up for the then Redskins behind Josh oh Johnson. Oh, my God. That was uh, that was not good. Not a good year. All right. Where's the time going? we got to take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get to some Major League Baseball when we talk to Mully as the Yankees cannot lose. They beat the Braves again last night. Uh, we will talk to Ethan Joyce when we return. We'll get a scouting report, a fall camp report, and an App State report from Ethan when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday, of course, with no cover charge, and they have brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Yeah, we'll be out at AJ's tonight, 8 o'clock. Come on out for a good time, and every now and then, one of our regulars wants to host the event, and that is the case tonight, hosting tonight's game of sports trivia jody jones Ooh. sid for oh. ecu men's basketball Interesting. all right he's a big baseball guy probably have a lot of baseball questions some hoops questions hopefully he throws some football in he made all the questions he will host the event so i will be participating in tonight's festivities they also have live music on friday and saturday nights this friday night it's jamie pridgen band and then on saturday night it's train wreck both nights starts at eight o'clock and guess what no cover at all so uh-huh. go out there and enjoy some live music good deal uh and next wednesday we'll be watching a football game at aj's during sports trivia night uab and jacksonville state 
Uh, so uh, we'll have some college football on TV. And, of course, next Thursday, it'll be the Pirates and the Mountaineers doing battle at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Here to talk about it from the App State side of things is Ethan Joyce from the Winston-Salem Journal. You can read his work online at journalnow.com and give him a follow on Twitter at ByEthanJoyce. Ethan, uh, appreciate your time today. How you doing? I'm good. I'm, I hope you guys are doing well, too. Yes, sir, and uh, gearing up for a another fun football season and uh, hopefully a fun one next Thursday night, Ethan. And uh, you recently wrote about this being an App State home game despite it being a, at Bank of America Stadium. So let's start there, Ethan. What, you know, It might not have the numbers that uh, Clemson, Georgia has a couple of nights after uh, next Thursday night, but what kind of uh, attendance, what kind of crowd are you expecting for this game next Thursday? Yeah, I, I talked to the Charlotte Sports Foundation at the beginning of the week, and they were saying that, that this game has already cleared the 30,000 mark and, you know, well on its way to, you know, the plus area of that. I, I, but I know they obviously like to sell more. I know App State kind of in an all-out assault to try to sell as many tickets as they can between now and then. Um, you know, Charlotte's been a really important city for App State here lately. It's, it's one of those big alumni bases. Um, and so I think they're really pouring a lot of focus into trying to trying to get that, that home field atmosphere at a quote-unquote neutral site. But it, it is an interesting wrinkle when you're looking at the Dukes-Mayo Classic having been neutral site games. You've had, I mean, you've got Clemson and Georgia coming up on Saturday, but you know, this was this was meant to be an App State home game, and they're hoping it's going to still look like one, even if it's not in Boone. Ethan Joyce joining us. Ethan, uh, I saw the Mountaineers at their worst, literally, last year. I watched the uh, Appalachian State Marshall game. That was on CBS, and, uh, boy, the offense just couldn't get anything going. They lost that game 17-7. to uh, They were much better than that throughout 2020, finishing 9-3, and picked up a bowl win. We'll, we'll talk about uh, the new quarterback, Bryce, and some of the new pieces, but what is returning from that strong 2020 team that Appala- uh, Appalachian State had, Ethan? Well, so I think one of the key points about that Marshall game, which a lot of people saw that, and you're right, it was not a good game for them. Um, that was really the first game where you saw the the effect of Corey Sutton not being out there with them. And Corey's a, a wide receiver, extremely talented, and he opted out last year because at the end of 2019, he had gotten a knee injury, and I think he was working his way to being healthy, and it was just one of those decisions where the season was still so up in the air, he decided to get healthy. Um, so, one, they're bringing him back. But if you're looking at, a, at the skill position group, outside of, of Zach Thomas at, at the quarterback position, you've got almost every guy back. You've got a, a running back in Cam Peoples that is a, is a really, really big running back. He's, he's, he's fast, and, I mean, he, he closed out with a, you know all-time performance against uh, North Texas in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Um, a wide receiver room that is is so old, just with the sheer fact that you've got guys like Thomas Hennigan, Sutton that I mentioned, Jalen Virgil, Malik Williams. These guys have played, you know, most of those guys have played since they were true freshmen in 2017, which is when I started on the beat. Um, so they've got all their they've got all their skill positions back. They're 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 filling some gaps in the in the offensive line. Had a couple of guys graduate that were pretty important, but App State, one of their, I feel like one of the most consistent things that App has been their O line. And so while I'm interested to see how they fill things out or how they look 
with with this 2021 roster. I think that that O line is going to be good, like it has been. And that led to some monster numbers uh, on the ground last year for Appalachian State: 264 yards a game on the ground. Uh, and that should be their M.O. again this year, Ethan, and they add Chase Price to the mix at quarterback. So how, how does he fit into what they want to do offensively, the new QB uh, for Appalachian State? Well, I think, I think part, of the, part of the reason they brought him in is they thought this system was going to be a little kinder to him than the Duke system was. Um, I, think, I think what you saw with, with his Duke season was a guy – trying to transfer into a program and work with a with a, a complicated offense and trying to also get familiar with teammates and 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 kind of build some bonds when we really couldn't have be we really couldn't be around each other at all at that point in time um so when they looked at him they saw a guy that you know obviously there were some some poor decisions there there was some some talent issues around him a little bit too i think and just a quirky 2020 and they saw a guy that they thought they could pick up. And I mean, the practice that I've seen, he definitely has the talent, you know, really chases the big question mark for me, just because you know, he is coming off of a deep season where there were a lot of turnovers for him. And honestly, the first time I talked to him, you know, he mentioned like, Hey, I know there were some things that I did wrong. There were some things that didn't happen on the field that, 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 you know, that I thought would happen or didn't go my way, but you know, he's, he seems confident. And I think, he fits into this team really well. And I mean, from some of the stuff I've seen, like, again, he's got the talent. It's just, you know, what's it going to look like on the field? Because you've seen him as the hero for Clemson filling in for Trevor Lawrence. You've seen him with Duke and, and fighting in a really rough season. And now you're going to see him with a, you know, a group of five team that should be one of the best in the nation if all things go the right way. Talking to Ethan Joyce on the Fixed NC Live Line. Ethan, how about the defensive side of the ball for Appalachian State? How did the uh, the coaches feel about uh, that side coming out of fall camp? Well, as you know, coaches tend to feel good about a lot of things in the preseason, but um, there's a real, I mean, there's a serious reason to with this defense. You know, they've, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head the guys they're missing, and the major one is Jamar Jean Charles, who just had a killer year at one of the cornerback positions last year. But, it's, again, it's a defense that's got a lot of reps underneath it. And I think one of the things that I've noticed is this fall camp has looked like a fall camp for at State's defense. And, and when I mean that, I just see a, a team that got to have its, its summer conditioning and, you know, a team that is very veteran heavy on that side. And they're running to the ball like I'm, I'm accustomed to seeing them run run to the ball. You know, I think – I think 2020 was a tough year for everybody's conditioning and endurance because they missed out on some of the training opportunities in the summer. But, I, I mean, I, I think they look really good. And Apple always starts out really strong defensively when fall camp opens up. And, and they've looked strong every time I've been in Boone. Ethan Joyce joining us. Ethan, the line for the game was around 14, 14 and a half. We've seen that dwindle to 10, although after hearing you talk, maybe some of those ECU betters uh, might stop uh, putting their money on the Pirates. Uh, is there a weakness on this Appalachian State team? You've talked about a lot of strengths. Uh, uh, are they vulnerable anywhere? I mean, I think, honestly, for me, um, it's, it's more of just the question at quarterback than it is necessarily the weakness at it, but yeah. the, the talent's there. I mean, like it's there. And I, you know, 
part of one of the hard things about covering a team that's been so consistently good is that um, I think I think it is hard to nitpick sometimes. And you know, after last season, there were things to nitpick. It was a an offense that was dealing with some injury and was missing their big play guy and Corey Sutton and really relied on that run a lot. And that was to its detriment sometimes. And, and, you know, you're seeing a team with a, a guy at, at offensive coordinator now, Frank Ponce, that's been around that before, went to Louisville, Scott Satterfield, and has come back. And I think you're going to see maybe kind of that more traditional app state offense that I think people have been accustomed to since they transitioned and, and started contending in the Sun Belt and winning in the Sun Belt. Um, so I'm, you know, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm blowing too much smoke <laughs> into this team. You know, I think, I really do think though, if, if Chase Bryce pans out, I mean, this is a team that should be in the, the New Year's Six conversation for the group of five. But I really, I really do believe that, especially a motivated team that didn't accomplish what I think it wanted to last year. Ethan Joyce joining us, Winston-Salem Journal. You can uh, read his work online at journalnow.com. Ethan, both of these uh, teams, East Carolina and Appalachian State, have tasty matchups week two of the college football season. East Carolina will welcome in the South Carolina Gamecocks, noon kickoff at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. App State hits the road under the lights in Coral Gables against Miami on uh, an ESPN, either ESPN2 or ESPNU. That a 7 o'clock kickoff at Miami. Now, I don't think either one of the – ECU can't overlook anybody the way they've played the last few years. I doubt App State will be overlooking East Carolina, but that's uh, that's an interesting week two matchup for the Mountaineer players to be thinking about. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a big British matchup for sure. Um, you know, but – I was actually talking to Sean Clark about it yesterday, just about the season opener and how last year was his first year and wondering if this felt a little more like a, a true, you know, first kickoff for a head coach. And he was saying, I mean, he was saying it really does because it, it's kind of relieving to know that there's going to be fans and it's, it's relieving to know that this game has been scheduled and it's going to happen. You know, um, I don't think, I don't think App would ever, overlook ECU. I, I do know that like the, the app fan base is, is really excited about seeing, seeing this series starting up again. Um, you know, I think it'd be great for both schools if they're playing regularly. Um, so I, I just, I can tell from the players, they're just excited to get the taste of 2020 out of their mouth for sure. And I know I feel that way too just in a personal standpoint yeah um but yeah i don't i don't think they're i don't think they're overlooking ecu at all because you know ecu finished very strong last year so they know, they know what they're getting into uh ethan temple is a conference made of east carolina they have seen so much change uh in uh, over the years uh for their head coach and you go back to al golden to adazio matt rule jeff collins and now Rod Carey in, they, and boy, they're struggling right now. It looks like maybe they finally uh, were not able to make a home run higher after hitting about four or five in a row there. App State has been in a similar situation where they have seen their successful coaches leave for, uh, you know, what's, what's greener pastures, at least in the pocketbook uh, for those guys. But App State has been able to make really good hires, and it looks like uh, they've done that again with one of their own, right? Yeah, I think I think that was and that was part of it too. Is is 
you know, Sean inherited this job, a guy that played at App, coached at App under Scott Satterfield and Eli Drinkwitz, and, and finally got this job and then got handed probably the worst year you could ever imagine to get it. Um, and, you know, still went nine and three when, you know, as we talked about, the offense wasn't what App State and App State fans were accustomed to as far as production and, you know, the balance. Um, I, I mean, Sean, I think, is, is very much out of that, that Jerry Moore cloth. Um, I think, I mean, and Scott was the same way. Um, it, it, I, I mean, I think year one, you look at that and you call that a success, especially considering all the outside implications. But I'm, I'm excited to see just from my vantage point what it kind of looks like with, with Frank Ponce, the guy I mentioned earlier, running the offense again, because I think he's going to make a, a pretty good imprint on it. Ethan Joyce joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Ethan, where did this uh, Sunbelt resurgence come from? I, I don't, maybe they've been this good all along, and I, I just never noticed. But with, you know, Coastal and, and what they were able to do last year, we saw firsthand how good Georgia State can be as they uh, crushed the Pirates last year. Troy has been good over the years, as is Arkansas State. Louisiana is really good. Where, you know, where did this come from? What's going on in the, uh, the fun belt these days? Yeah, you know, when I came into this job, which is 2017, this was such a top-heavy conference. And, you know, that I'm trying to remember, I think it was 2018 where you had you had three teams with, with 10 wins by the end of the season, and it was App State, Georgia, Georgia Southern, and Troy. Um, and the rest of the league just did not do very well. Um, and I always thought that that was the biggest knock on the Sun Belt was that, yeah, they, they produce a team that should be in that New Year's Six conversation, but it didn't have as much gunpowder as it does now. I think that's what was so, that's what's been so interesting about watching Coastal pop up the way they did in 2020 because App was kind of this, this, um, this, this very stable presence for the Sun Belt. And, App was always flirting with top 25 rankings. App was always flirting with that, that like, you know, three or four teams mentioned for the, for the group of five spot, but just never got it in their hands. And then in a 2020 year where the Sunbelt got more TV exposure, um, Coastal kind of catches lightning in a bottle. And on top of taking care of their business, they get BYU to come to Conway and they beat us. <laughs> a very good team, you know, like it was, I just, that's one of the things that got me intrigued with Coastal because like, it was just so, such a perfect combo of things. I think that's going to be really hard to achieve again, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's become a really fun league. Um, The East division, which, you know, Zap and Coastal and a few other teams, like it's always seemed to have kind of leaned that way, but Louisiana is really rolling right now. Arkansas State, Always been pretty good, but you've got you've got Butch Jones there now, which I think has gotten people intrigued. Texas State is always a question mark to me, and they brought in like a bajillion JUCOs and transfers this year to try to you know take a take a step forward really quickly. So it's a it's a fun season after you know a lot of attention for the Sun Belt last year. 
Ethan Joyce joining us. Uh, Ethan, we'll, we'll circle back to App State in a moment. I want to ask you about Wake Forest, though, and uh, where they sit right now in the ACC pecking order and, and in the state of North Carolina pecking order. What is the uh, the outlook for Wake Forest football in 2021? Yeah, Wake Forest is, is kind of in a similar situation to App in the sense that they, they return a lot of super seniors as well. Um, you know, they bring a, a sturdy quarterback back in, in Sam Hartman that – you know, I, I mean, I think we all know that the quarterback position kind of dictates a lot of your success in, in college football. And, um, I, I mean, that offense is always fun. I think the big question is just kind of how the defense looks this year because, you know, you've run into some situations in the past where they're just on the field a lot. Um, they, they face a lot of injuries, you know, a couple like the last couple seasons. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's really the side that I'm kind of looking to because it is going to dictate like what their, what their play in the ACC is going to look like that, that Florida state game, which is their ACC opener, unless I'm mixing up the schedule in my head, that's, that's going to dictate a lot, I think, for, for maybe what the forecast of their season can be, because, you know, they've always flirted with 500 and making a bowl game and. They've been over that a few times. They came under that last year. You know, they're they're consistently competitive, and it's about, like, what does it look like to get to that, you know, maybe you know a bigger win season than, than what you've seen in the past. And that's going to be on the defense. I, I think it really is. So it'll be fun to watch how they, how they handle the ACC play. Ethan Joyce joining us. Ethan, you, you mentioned Sam Hardman, and the, the first thing I think about is QB1 on Netflix. And – I I look at that conflicted because it's it's neat to see and and I enjoy you know watching these guys play and grow but at the same time it's a little intrusive to have cameras there for uh, for kids that young and I remember talking about the Spencer Rattler season where I said he's the most uh athlete, like gifted quarterback I've ever seen at that age and also he was super immature, but at that age, we all were. So, like, you, you can't really judge a kid on what you see uh, when he's in high school and all these cameras are around. So, it's, uh, I don't know, a bit of a creepy concept, but it's uh, at the same time, it's football and we enjoy watching it. Have you or anybody else, what, what has Sam Hartman said, if anything, about being on QB1 and being under such a, a microscope at such a young age? Have you talked to him about that at all? No, I haven't. Like, I'm still relatively new to covering Wake Forest. Um, I think one thing that I've always thought about Sam is like, he is such a, I feel like he's just such a pro when it comes to like the way he talks about what he does and, and, you know, how he interacts with people in general. But yeah, I haven't talked to him about QB one, but I think, I think Sam has a really neat story and I think he's always had his focus on the right things. And um I think I mean like there was you know there was a reason he was kind of mature enough to play at at the age he did at Wake um, and you know if you're if he's not you know running into some injury and you're dealing with Jamie Newman pushing him for the job a little bit you know like you're talking about a guy that's been just a steady president this presence of this position and is going to continue to be with the extra eligibility that everybody got with 2020. So, yeah. Um, my, my interactions with him have been good. And I, I will say, he, he was 
one of if not the most mature kid on that show and i think that has shown uh throughout his his college career as well uh ethan uh ronnie woodward daily reflector has done it in the past i'm assuming he'll do it again this year he ranks the teams in the state of north carolina if you go by the ap and coaches poll i guess north carolina would be number one but how much are you you buying into dave dorn and how close is app state to north carolina and nc state when it comes to uh, ranking the teams in the state of north carolina yeah, you know, I think North Carolina has that benefit of uh, of the quarterback position again with Sam Howell, and you know he obviously has the talent to do it. And they've got—I mean, it does feel like they've got all the juice right now. But you know, and and part of it is is probably just my proximity to App State and watching them as much as I have. But I mean, I'm always going to think they're right there, uh, you know, to compete with with the ACC teams in the state of North Carolina. I really believe that, um, you know, they beat North Carolina two years ago at North Carolina, you know, now that's, that was a very different team than this North Carolina team, yeah. just loading up on talent and talent. But I think that's one of the calling cards that App State's always had is they, they, they just, they've always played smart. I don't see mistakes in the big game. And, you know, that's kind of established over time. With, with the players you bring in and how serious they take what they do. Um, so, you know, I haven't, I know NC State's getting better, and, like, they, they played pretty well last year. Um, I just know that I've watched the App State program very closely for a long time, and if anybody were, was to say that they weren't at least in that conversation, then they're not paying attention enough. Ethan Joyce joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. If you want to know more about the week one opponent, you can follow uh, Ethan on Twitter at ByEthanJoyce, also JournalNow.com with the Winston-Salem Journal. Ethan, uh, anything else uh, to plug? Any other work you got going on out there? Yeah, you know, I have a, I've, got, I've been working on this project for a while. It's, it's taking a look at um, Hispanic, Latino coaches in division one football and that'll that'll come out sometime in september i believe um and that's really been a lot of my summer um so if you guys want to keep an eye out for that and maybe check it out i'd appreciate it interesting all right uh will do and ethan uh, it was great to talk football with you today man have a good one we'll uh check in with you again down the road we appreciate your time yeah appreciate you guys take care all right there is ethan joyce with an app state scouting report and all right after hearing him talk are you still as confident about ECU knocking off Appalachian State? How you feeling, Chandler, after that conversation? It sounds like they don't have a ton of weaknesses heading into this game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You don't I, care though. You're you're good. I'm good. I'm just ready for the game day to come. <laughs> I'm just I'm ready for kickoff at 7:30 at Bank of America Stadium all on the that talk new is, turf. Yeah, all the talk is one thing. Uh, you can only talk so much, and we've done it a ton between the end of last year and the beginning of this year, but. Uh, it should be a great game, regardless uh, of the outcome. I'm really looking forward to it. And, and we'll uh, keep our eye out on that line, too, as it continues yeah. to go down. And we'll see if it can get into the single digits, which I believe it will, Yeah, uh, sitting at 10 now in favor of the Mountaineers. I can see it get into 9.5 by kickoff. Pirates and Mountaineers next Thursday night. We'll be with you pregame, 3.30 right here on Thursday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Second time out, we'll come back. When we return, we'll wrap up our number one of Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go on a Wednesday show. Back with you after this.
are listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Got damage? Damage from wood rot? Fixed. Damage from smoke or fire? Fixed. Damage caused by water? Fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. FixedNC, restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Enjoyed the chat with Ethan Joyce. He is uh, very high on this Mountaineers team uh, from Appalachian State going into 2021. A lot coming back. From the nine and three team, they had uh, Chase Bryce at quarterback, and uh, it's going to be quite a challenge for the Pirates coming up next Thursday. Uh, Chandler, good knowledge of Lee Corso's first headgear that he wore. You said it was Ohio State. Steve Hill uh, says that is confirmed. So I'm going to need that kind of sports knowledge tonight when we team up. Are we teaming up? I hope so. Are you on my team? I always look forward to when you have a guest host All so right. we can play together. So I hope we play together tonight. Okay. We're going to need that uh, when Jody Jones hosts Sports Trivia tonight at AJ McMurphy's. Uh, John Moody on Facebook Live says, Clip, we are only eight days away from kickoff and the return of the in-person game day weather report by yours truly live from Bank of America Stadium. So we look forward to the John Moody weather report coming up during next week's four-hour edition of the Bud Light pregame tailgate, which will begin at 3.30, taking you up to the 7.30 kickoff. And, man, we're locked and loaded. We're going to have great guests, great interviews. We'll be here live. We'll be checking in with you, the Pirate Nation, on Twitter and Facebook Live. Um, what are your uh, What are your plans for next Thursday? What's on the menu? Are you going to the game? Are you tailgating at home? Uh, I want to know what's on our menu. That's a great point, too. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> you know, we're going to be hungry, too. I want to know what's on our menu. I want to know what's on your menu uh, for next Thursday. We'll let you know what's on our menu if you let us know what's on your menu. <laughs> I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah. That is our policy here at Pirate Radio. Wait, didn't John say he was going to cook us a pig one time? Or yeah, was that somebody no, else? I think that was Josh. No, no, no that was that w- both. It was both of them? <laughs> and we haven't seen We'll have a cook-off. <laughs> No, we were going to do like a uh, a uh, challenge, a cook-off challenge in the UBE parking lot. Of course, I can't authorize people to go pull their smokers up to UBE. But no. It would have been a lot but easier. I'll tell you what. We, well, have we were going to do that last year, right? Yeah, how about you We just- have the Breakfast King <laughs> as a co-host of the fifth quarter now. The Breakfast King? Is we that- need to have him bring some breakfast stuff is that a self moniker or we can uh, have no i I just call him the breakfast (laughs) i like that the breakfast king but let's have breakfast for dinner next thursday night look folks we are with it we are starving i really am i haven't had anything to eat today Uh, we're we're always hungry (laughs) have you ever watched this chowing down on mike and ike's i was like have you ever watched this show i'm constantly eating (laughs) mike and ike's According to Chandler, yeah, John, about eating half the bag. John the Moody says the higher ups never got with them on the uh, on the cookoff. How about this, John? For a uh, a home game, you do your cooking and just deliver it to the front door. And that we, would be outstanding. We'll, we'll give you a high five. Uh, yeah, we hungry uh, here in the pirate studios, <clears throat> pirate radio studios. And I like the crispy part of the pig too. 
All right, so now we're getting detailed on what part of the pig we want. No, I mean, I like the pig part, but, I mean, you know, throw in some of that crispy stuff, too. I just want, like, some good, like, vinegar sauce Mm -hmm. and some hot sauce and uh whatever else happens is fine so that's uh, my preference all right let's take a time out we'll come back hour two of pirate radio live is on the way and we will talk to molly we will talk to jeff charles bryce williams still to come on today's show we got some uh, more ecu audio from media day to get to and uh your thoughts as well you can give us a call 317-1250 or chime in on facebook and twitter what is the uh and we'll dive into it more next week but what's your pregame spread looking like for ECU Appalachian State. I'm curious now. Let's talk food. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, chime in on my question on Twitter. Uh, it was a two-parter. Will you be tailgating at home or at Bank of America Stadium? And what is on said tailgate menu? Uh, we were talking food last hour. Food and football, two of my favorite topics, and they go hand-in-hand together. Uh, John Moody has the menu for next Thursday night. He'll be at Bank of America Stadium. John said he'll give us a weather report on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And his food for next Thursday night. Interesting. I don't think of this as football food, but I'll allow it. Chicken fajitas and stuffed mushrooms next Thursday night for the opener. Interesting. Against well, you had me State. a chicken fajitas. I thought when you said chicken, I thought you were going to say wings, and then you said fajitas, and it threw me off. Did but, a little curveball there. Yeah. Well, and, chicken fajitas, not a bad idea. You struck me out looking. So what are you uh, eating on next Thursday night for the season opener, either at home or at Bank of America Stadium? Let us know uh, to give me dinner ideas for tonight. Um, <laughs> Mike Mullis joins us on the Fixed NC Live line. Mully, I assume you'll be uh, watching at home next Thursday night. What's your ideal football food for a uh, either a, a Thursday night of watching or like an all-Saturday grazing uh, menu? What, what do you want? Uh, we, myself and my, my boys, my sons, we are kind of all wings all the time for any reason. Yeah. And football uh, just kind of adds to the equation there. So you're, you're planning on wings next okay. Thursday night? Yeah, and you know, we've got the setup clip. You've been over where you can be at the grill and looking, you know, you got the TVs right there. So it's, yeah, it works out nice. All right. Uh, Mully's in with wings. Not the most exciting answer, but you want to talk about a just a, a constant, stable standby? Wings never fails. When the pregame show ends, can we go over to Mully's house? That is up to Mully. 
Molly? Come on. You guys are more than welcome. Now, I will tell you, it's an interesting time for weeds. That they oh, true. Becoming increasing, increasingly difficult to find. Yep. But uh, me being the prepared person that I am, we actually stocked up. And when I say stocked up, we looked like we were uh, preparing for the end of civilization. And the one thing we could not be without uh, was chicken wings. So we, we do have... We do have plenty right now that will, um, you know, if you guys come over, you may cut into our rations, but <laughs> happy to have you. All right. How about this, Molly? I probably won't go over next Thursday, but once the revolution begins, can I be locked inside your wing bunker with you? Absolutely. Yeah, no, we'll have a, and you know, we'll have uh, some other staples that are necessary for survival. So we'll, We'll be okay. We're, we're, you know, we'll, we'll find our way. All right. Good deal. Mike Mullis joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Mully, we are eight days away from East Carolina and Appalachian State. Uh, how you feeling as we uh, we sit here just over a week away about the season opener? You know what? I, I, I like it, and I like uh, you know the fact that we're seeing the numbers move a little bit. I think it's interesting. I think... Honestly, man, I think App State has more to figure out going into this game than we do, especially as it relates to their quarterback. Uh, I think we'll get tested against the run early. Uh, but, I, man, I, I, I kind of like where we're at. And I, I, I mean, I love the enthusiasm that's around town. Uh, man, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. The nice part is, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to have a Thursday night game, but it actually works out well going into that particular weekend. You know, it was kind of have a maybe a light day on friday and you know it, it should be uh should be a cool deal and man that week one schedule is stacked uh, as part of the duke's mayo classic there in charlotte you get a potential playoff preview with clemson georgia and a ton of other great games week one mully so as a guy who has to work m- the majority of college football saturdays i am uh, super happy to have that week one off to be able to enjoy football and eat some of those uh, leftover wings on saturday yeah you know what i do feel really bad for you having to work being meaning monitoring and watching multiple football games to have the ability to talk about them i do feel bad for you having to work in that capacity i appreciate your sympathy and that's really all i want at times we all need uh to we need friends around us to pick us up during tough times like this and you're one of those people molly and i can always count on you and you know what's funny is i remember not too long ago picking you up the other way when you had plenty of free time and there was no football uh and you were down in the dumps about that too so maybe maybe we need to find the positives in this clipper and look at the fact that it's uh we've got football and you've got job security as long as we've got football. Yeah, yeah. It, between us, if there's one of us that is always, like, down and a total curmudgeon, it's definitely me and not you, Molly. How about yesterday? The other day I texted you about a guy you like watching, Tony Finau, and I said, man, Finau's locked in. And you sent back one word, jinx. And then he won the event, and instead of saying, yeah, my guy won, you're right, he was locked in, you said, I was going to be really mad at you. Like, how about you be positive once in a while, Molly? I'm positive. I would have been. I would have been <laughs> if you jinxed it. But I didn't. I started. I thought. But no, you didn't. You didn't, and that's why I was happy. That was a happy text. A happy text saying I was going to be mad at you. 
yeah, I was gonna, but I'm not. I'm happy. <laughs> How about your guy getting it done, Mully? And I think he's what number one ranked now in the uh, FedEx points. I, and you know what? He's had a sleepy great year. His finishes have been more than respectable. Uh, you know, he's had a lot of uh, top tens. Uh, he's had a great year, man, and it's just great to see him finish. And I, you know, be, people ask me why Finau, and I. I saw him on uh, Faraday and really liked him then. I remember watching him and his brother on the big break and thought they were an interesting story. Hmm. Uh, and, and I'm gonna the, the final uh, deal for me was the hole-in-one at the Masters. Uh, he, he destroys his ankle and comes back and finishes second to Tiger Woods. And I thought the way he handled that was just unbelievable. So I – I'm a feed out guy, man. I, 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 I've enjoyed watching since the first time I ever, you know, ever got a chance to see him play. What, what would this mean? I guess to Finau specifically, but to a golfer that is trying to crack that, you know, that, that major glass ceiling to win this event at the end, to win, I guess what the entire season, Molly, how important is that compared to a masters U S open open or PGA championship? Oh, look, man, I mean, those are all big things, and obviously I think a Masters win is a is a differentiator for you for the rest of your life. You're a Masters champion. But, uh, you know, the financial reward uh, for continuing to advance in the playoffs and then potentially have a chance to win the FedEx Cup, the uh, the financial reward is pretty sweet. I, I want to say $10 million or say it's a big number. So, I, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, a cool deal, and, uh, and, and, and clearly a life-changing event. Would you rather, if you're a golfer, win this or the PGA Championship? Oh, this. Yeah. How about, but, okay, Masters or this, you're going Masters. How about Open? Yes. Open, you're going to go Open, right? Yeah. Yeah, and those are just the traditional, like... I'm just trying to figure out where this FedEx Cup deal stands amongst the other tournaments and this is more of a season-long thing and then a, a three-week thing at the end of the season but it is a pretty big deal and and you've got it in the hierarchy above the pga championship but maybe below the others i, I would put it four okay a third being uh the Ryder cup oh okay which is uh which yeah, is also okay. coming up uh, this is yeah, huge to win, for the winner Ryder cup be cool okay this is huge for for guys like female but how about you talk about the financial uh, windfall that comes with it? Harold Varner the third still being alive in this thing after putting together a good four days of golf uh, at the Northern Trust, and he stays alive. Mully now to advance to the final tournament of the season, he's going to probably have to what win this weekend. But either way, uh, he's a part of it and, and still earning money. Yeah, I, you know. As long as you're live, right? I mean, that's all you want to do this time of the year. And, and that's the nice thing about the playoffs. It, it doesn't matter what sport the playoffs are in. As long as you're showing up with another opportunity, it gives you, you know, you, you, you've got one chip and a seat at the table is, is all you can ask for this time of the year. So, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal for everybody in the field. Mike Mullis joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Mully, the, uh, the Bronx Bombers, the New York Yankees, cannot lose they just took two from the braves braves have won nine in a row and then the yankees beat them twice in a row now the yankees win streak is sitting at 11 in their very own division in the same exact sport they play 
the Baltimore Orioles have lost 19 in a row. You got the hottest team in baseball and the worst team in baseball right there in the same division, Molly, in the AL East. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, and I mean, I you know, it's the Yankees and it's the Orioles. I mean, I isn't that kind of the way it's supposed to be? The Orioles are. It's not supposed to be this bad. Not this bad, but the but the Yankees. I mean, they're the Yankees, and that's the expectation. And uh, yeah, I mean, I the Yankees are on fire. I mean, there's the, I mean, really nothing else to be said. And and again, you've alluded to it before. When we've talked about it. They've. I mean, they've done a lot of this with what would seem to be smoke and mirrors, and they, you know, stayed in the hunt with guys you'd never heard of, and then all of a sudden, as they start getting healthier, and despite Giancarlo Stanton's terrible mustache, uh, they continue to stay hot and find ways to uh, to win ball games. Yeah, and some a lot of those guys you haven't heard of are the guys they're sending out to the mound. I mean, this is not Andy Pettit and Clemens and, and those guys. Now they do have Garrett Cole who they spent a, uh, a boatload of money for. But uh, the, they have a lot of unknowns uh, on the mound, and I'm wondering how that translates to success once you get into postseason play. And I think that's part of the beauty of an unknown. It's kind of like how many guys have you never heard of throw a no-hitter? You know, and it's it, of course now the scouting reports are catching up and they've got good information on them, but – you know, guys that can get guys out, that's just what they do. They they, they they just get guys out. So, I mean, I I don't – maybe the pressure of the postseason gets them a little bit. I think they still look and see that NY on their chest and still realize they play at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. And, you know, there's a certain amount of uh, uh, bulletproofness, if that's a word, uh, that comes along with, with wearing those pinstripes. I saw this from the Associated Press today, Molly. I was probably a big nothing burger but i'll ask you anyway game seven of the world series this year is scheduled to be played on november 3rd if necessary that'll be the latest uh, it's been played since 2009 uh, does that matter to you i know you're down on major league baseball as a whole anyway but uh i guess the latest the world series game has been played november 4th 2001 uh that was in 2001 and 2009 uh those two games uh, on that date, is there is there such thing as like too late for a baseball game to be on, or, or do you care when it's played? I, I don't like seeing World Series games played in the snow. <laughs> I think it takes something away from it. So obviously that's a real possibility. Uh, so yeah, I mean I think there's there's probably a point at which it gets a little bit much. But you know we man look we see this with the NBA. We're seeing it with the NFL. With the, you know the, of course their seasons are a little bit different. Um, you know, but but we're we're seeing the elongated season and its revenue opportunities and all the things that go with it. So, uh, yeah. I, but in answer to your question, I, I don't I don't want to watch two teams play for the you know the the, the national championship of the World Series uh, playing in the snow and you get weather delays and whatever. I, it, it becomes a little ridiculous. Mike Mullis joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Mully, anything else on your uh, your sports schedule these days? You watching? Any preseason? You keeping up with, uh, I don't know, KBO? What else is going on? No, I mean, very little KBO. It's been kind of hard to come by. I did see a highlight the other day. <laughs> you know, kind of got the, the juices flowing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but uh, you know, I've been, yeah, I've watched some preseason. I, I find it interesting that Trevor Lawrence named the starter uh, when I watched him Thursday night against the Saints. My first thought was this dude is a long ways away from being a competitive NFL quarterback. Uh, I, I thought he looked a little bit overwhelmed and, and not. And when I say overwhelmed, it was almost physically 
like it, you know, things just weren't quick enough, and it, the game just seemed to be a little faster than him. So, so I question that, and I wonder what Urban Meyer's motivation is there, and I wonder if Urban, uh, you know, Urban Meyer can get it done. It's a we kind of had this debate uh, amongst the group of us at a, at a table the other night, where you know the, the guys that have had success coming from the college ranks to the pro ranks are fairly limited, and you know, and I, I just wonder where Urban Meyer's legacy is going to end up on that, and then. And then what does it do to to a guy who already may have a little bit of a questionable legacy because of health issues or whatever, you know, whatever other reasons he's left programs, what seem to be prematurely. But I um, I think that's that's a curiosity. I, I, I do think it's an interesting crop of rookie quarterbacks that we should have a lot of fun watching this year. So uh, it should be an interesting year, and I'm obviously looking forward to we got, well, what, we got four or five uh, college games this weekend. Yeah. So, you know, always, always good to see those guys get back at it again. Whereas I don't think baseball should be played in the snow. I don't like football played when it's 100 degrees, <laughs> but there's yeah. going to be some overlap somewhere. Molly, uh, we saw Nick Saban go 34-24-1 at Michigan State, went on to LSU was in the Peach Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Sugar Bowl, uh, and then decided to go uh, coach the Miami Dolphins. He was there for like a year and a half or whatever, 05, 06, then goes to Alabama, and we know what he's done there. Is it a similar path for Urban Meyer when you're uh, there having a few amongst your buddies? Is that what you think, that he'll be at USC or back in the SEC here in a few years, or what do you think happens with him? I think the better bet is who gets back to college the quickest, Matt Rule or Urban mm. Meyer. Mm, that's a good one. I like that bet. You know, the well, and the only thing, and you would almost have to do it in like how many, you know, number of years coach because obviously Rule, I think Rule could, this could be his last year uh, with Carolina. Maybe he gets one more, but, um, I, you know, I, I yeah, I, I, the one that was brought up that's probably the most glaring failure, in my opinion, is the Lou Holtz experiment with the Jets, and that was just a uh, that was just an ugly uh, you know couple seasons in the history of the game to watch one fall so far as hey uh, thank you for bringing that one up and not Steve Spurrier with Washington I appreciate it well I it's, I just think Holtz was uglier that 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 deal. I mean, Spurrier is highly regarded, but, I mean, we're talking about Lou Holtz. You know, we're talking about coming from Notre Dame. I, it's just a different hmm. a different perception to me. But but he also went to the Jets, and maybe his Notre Dame teams could have beat his Jets teams. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, that's another one. Spurrier, was a, that was a just a catastrophic flop. He brought in all his uh, his old quarterbacks, Molly, Shane Matthews, Danny Warfel, and was, was throwing it around there in D.C. Yeah, well, it's – that out. it was bad it was very bad uh but we're uh, brighter days ahead for the washington football team molly thanks for joining us today man have a great rest of your week and uh we'll talk to you next week on game week how about that oh, sounds great buddy enjoy uh enjoy your uh the start of college football this 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 weekend you don't have any games to deal with so i hope you uh enjoy your time off get him off the phone thanks molly mike mullis joining us today <laughs> I said, get him off, Charlie. Get well, Mike I, Mullis out of here. Uh, well, I couldn't move fast enough. I mean, I was <laughs> doing stuff over here. Okay, fair enough. We will take a timeout. When we return, we will visit with The Voice. What is his take 
on ECU App State. We will break it down with them next week on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. How about a week out? Jeff Charles rundown on ECU and Appalachian State. We'll get that when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Still to come on today's show, Bryce Williams will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk to the former ecu tight end have our bud light ecu report so got that on the way also uh your answers to the question where are you tailgating next thursday and what are you eating i'm getting a lot of answers on where people are tailgating i'm not getting answers on food either they have not come up with their menu items yet or in the case of Redbeard, they just don't follow rules and don't answer the question properly well they still have a week i know but you know what it's it's go time. It's time to it's make time that to make the decision. You go home tonight. You better know what you're eating next Thursday, or it's going to be too late. You're going to go get the food you desire, and it won't and all be the there. chicken wings are gone because Mike Mullis has them all at his house. Exactly. Uh, John Moody is going with fajitas and stuffed mushrooms. We'll uh, we'll have some of your answers. We'll talk about that with Bryce in hour three of today's show. Right now, we will talk some pirate football. With the voice, Jeff Charles, who joins us on the Fixed NC Live line on a Wednesday edition of PRL. Jeff, how you doing today? Clip, I'm doing great. i tell you what I've been looking at uh, here this afternoon is the all-time series between East Carolina and Appalachian State. I think it might surprise some Pirate fans, but Appalachian State holds the advantage in the series. They've won 19 games. The Pirates have won 12. Now, the Pirates have had the better of it. Since 1975, in fact, East Carolina has not lost to Appalachian State in 46 years. Hmm. Now the two teams have not played every year. They've only played six times. But the Pirates are on a six-game win streak going back uh, to the 70s. But uh, the all-time series does uh, does a favor Appalachian State. And uh, the Mountaineers and Pirates first got together on the gridiron clip way back in 1932. Yeah, Jeff. And, uh, and earlier in the week, Brian Bailey and i don't he, he said it i don't know what exactly if he, he meant to say it the way he did but he said you know maybe app state comes out and, and takes east carolina lightly uh looking at what the pirates have been over the last few years and that statement there it's just amazing because if you said that 10 15 years ago you would reverse that statement i mean i remember when appalachian state came in here and armani edwards got injured wasn't able to play and i believe app state still hung with ecu that day but the pirates were big favorites in those games a decade ago, 15, 20 years ago. Now you look at it, and, and App State is the double-digit favorite. It's amazing how these programs have changed over that period of time. Well, it really is, Clip, and the tide has turned. There's no question about that. East Carolina, now, as you mentioned, is a double-digit underdog as we 
talk today going into the game uh, next Thursday in Charlotte. But they've done a really nice job with their program. And, in fact, the one game that you referenced there, the game that was played in Greenville in recent years, if I'm not mistaken, Appalachian had the ball last, and they were throwing the ball in the end zone on the last play of the game to win the game. So that's how close that one was. Now, in the other game in recent years, the Pirates pretty much took care of business. But you're right. Um, things have changed, and you got to give Appalachian State a lot of credit. I mean, they've done a great job with their program. They have made a commitment to it. You know, they moved up from the Southern Conference to the Sun Belt at the time. A lot of people didn't think that was the right move, but it has turned out to be the yeah. correct move for them. And then, of course, uh, their facilities have gotten a lot better. They've got really nice facilities there now so you know they've done a great job they've had some good coaches and even though some of them have left in recent years the winning continues and that's what happens when you have a winning program sometimes you can just plug the pieces in that's what Appalachian State has been able to do and that's my biggest concern going into this game next week for the Pirates Cliff is that Appalachian State knows how to win games I mean they are they're coming from a winning culture in East Carolina as we all know has not had a winning season in six years, and right now the Pirates don't know how to win games. So that's a concern, I think, going into next Thursday. Jeff, uh, talked to players and coaches uh, at Media Day on Saturday. It was great to see you there back in eastern North Carolina. But I think it was Elijah Moore specifically where he, he said, man, after that SMU game, we wish we had a game the following week. I almost wish this was game 11 of 2020 rather than game one of 2021 because it seemed like the Pirates really had momentum in that SMU game. Before that, Mike Houston didn't really have his signature win, and, and it goes back to what you just said. These these Pirates uh, have not done a lot of winning and, and don't know how to win. Well, they did on that Saturday at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. I don't think you can – carry over that momentum into this week but hopefully the momentum carried over into the the winter workouts the spring and leading up to fall camp and they can uh they can take uh some out of that bottle that they had uh in that smu game which was clearly the best game the pirates have played in, in years jeff it really was offensively they were terrific as you remember in that game clip they scored 52 points and they just dominated a very good smu team it gave us all a lot of hope and then SMU started coming back uh, and scoring points and touchdowns later in the game. Uh, the game really wasn't a 52-38 game. Uh, that's a, what, a 14-point difference. And that game uh, certainly was a lot more in favor of ECU. They dominated play throughout much of it. So, yeah, that, that's, that's always a question. A, a big win or two late in the season, does it carry over to the next year? I think the coaches and players will, will tell you that it does. Uh, so that's good enough for me, but... I think uh, we'll, we'll find out a little bit more next Thursday. I, I'm just really impressed, Clip, with this Appalachian State team. I just think they're really good and they're balanced. They have a lot of experience on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. And I was talking to some of the ECU coaches this week, and we were talking about Chase Bryce, their quarterback, yeah. the transfer from Duke. And obviously, this guy is good. You don't go to Clemson as a quarterback, and then play for Clemson and then win games at Clemson unless you're pretty good. So people look at those stats from last year, and they were bad, and Duke was a bad football team last season. They only won one game in the ACC, but I just don't believe he had much of a supporting cast around him. I don't know what kind of an offensive line or offensive weapons he had around him. So I give him a little bit of a mulligan when you look at all of those turnovers. I mean, a quarterback is under heavy heat 
is going to make some mistakes. And I think this is what this guy did, throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball away like he did. But uh, in, in talking to, again, some ECU coaches, they tell me that Appalachian State's personnel is better than Duke's. Mm-hmm. That this kid has a better supporting cast around him than what he had at Duke last year. We talked about uh, him with Igo yesterday and, and how the, the interception numbers were, were way up for him turning the football over, and we talked about the, the supporting cast around him at Duke as well. But, uh, Jeff, the, it seems like Appalachian State, if they had their druthers, they're going to run the football. That's how the, the bread is buttered there. But that's when the, the play action hitting you over the top, Bryce can kind of show off uh, what he has, uh, his abilities, and that's what kind of worries you uh, about them, right, Jeff? They're going to come in and – and like all teams, but especially App State, they're going to try to establish a run on the Pirates last year, uh, averaging well over uh, 200, 264 yards a game uh, running the football for App State. Well, it's no secret. We'll talk about it more as we get closer to the game, Clip. but I'll tell you what, Appalachian State is going to come in with a mindset that we're going to run the ball down the throats of the Pirates, and that's just what they do, as you mentioned. And they've got three really good backs who can they can rotate in Cameron Peoples is a heck of a back, and he's big. He's 6'2", 210. He can run. Uh, he ran for over 300 yards in their bowl game. And then they've got two guys uh, that come in behind him that are really good players as well. This is a deep Appalachian State team. Now, they did lose three starting offensive linemen, but they still have some good players coming back uh, up front. And they've got guys who are ready to start now who have been in their program, and you know they're like redshirt juniors who are finally getting a chance to start. So that's when your program is healthy, Cliff, is when you've got guys who are redshirt juniors and they've not been in, uh, in the starting lineup and they're finally getting a chance to start, especially in the offensive line. So that's what we're seeing pretty much with Appalachian State. So, yes, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more next week and really X and O the game. But I think everybody's pretty much uh, in agreement that they're going to come in and their focus is to run the football. And we're going to see if this Pirate defense is better, I think, in week one and see if the Pirates can hold up in the trenches and and do a nice job defensively. We all feel like this defense is going to be better, and I think the first test will come up next Thursday. ECU Ab State next Thursday at Bank of America Stadium. We'll be with you 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to kickoff. And then Billy Weaver and I will be with you after the game, taking your calls on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. It's a great Thursday night of football in week one. And week one is uh, also Friday, Saturday all day, Sunday and Monday. So the football is here, Jeff. There's actually a game next Wednesday night. It's UAB and Jacksonville State on ESPN. And I've been reminding folks that week zero uh, is Saturday. There's a slate of games coming up this Saturday, including a Big Ten matchup between Nebraska and Illinois at 1 o'clock. UConn, Fresno State is at 2. Hawaii, UCLA at 3.30. UTEP, New Mexico State at 9.30. Southern Utah, San Jose State at 10 o'clock. So, Jeff, you you got a slate of games there. Not the most attractive slate of games, but it's real college football. It'll be on TV. I know I'll be watching if I'm uh, around a television. How about you uh, this Saturday? Oh, yeah. I'll be home, of course, uh, this weekend as we kind of get ready to go over to Charlotte. So, yeah, I'll, I'll check some of those games out. Uh, UTEP and New Mexico State usually are two of the worst football teams in the country, as you know, Clip. But that is a big game because those two schools are only about 45 miles apart. It's amazing how close El Paso is to Las Cruces, New Mexico. I had never been to Las Cruces before, and when we were out there on a basketball 
road trip a few years ago, we said, well, let's get a car and drive up to Las Cruces and check it out, which we did. Doug Martin is the head coach there. was at East Carolina for a long time oh, yeah. uh, with Steve Logan. And um, so, yeah, for, for that part of the country, those two schools, that is a real rivalry game. So there will be a little interest, at least in that part of the country, with that game. But, you know, as you mentioned, some of these other games, uh, really not too much on the radar. It will be interesting to see if UConn is any better. I mean, they've been down so far, and Randy Etzel has now been there for a number of years. So if they're going to get better, uh, it might be this year. So it'll be interesting. They have to go across the country, as you mentioned, to play Fresno. But it'll be interesting to see if they're going to be any better uh, once they've uh, decided to change course and leave the AAC. Jeff, have you uh, read into any of the alliance that has been put together by the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12. Looks like they want to create some sort of scheduling alliance. It appears that they want to stick together, not have their teams poached by the SEC, uh, like the SEC did with Texas and Oklahoma. And I guess the the end game to this is, is probably try to create a, uh, I don't know, maybe a separate division of college football with what we know as the Power Five. I don't know how the Big 12 fits into all this because they are left outside these talks and uh, what the SEC did when they brought in uh, Oklahoma and Texas. Maybe that's uh, where Mike Oresco and, and the AAC is looking right now to to get with the Big 12. But have you done any uh, reading on this, Jeff? And what was your take on that announcement yesterday? I was afraid you were going to ask me about that today, <laughs> Cliff, as a matter of fact, because i tell you what, it's really hard for me to figure it out. I mean, they were going to do this in 2017. And then here we are four years later, and it's kind of like, you know, they're talking about it again. I mean, my my gut tells me that it's more a show for solidarity. And it's if it does happen, uh, which is a few years away as far as the scheduling yeah. is concerned, uh, if it does happen, they're going to try and put together – matchups for television i think that's what it's about as much as anything and let's face it ohio state usc would be a, a great you know a great matchup if they would play it would be great for television to have a a national audience and you know a clemson michigan game if michigan gets better would be a, a great game so I, I think they're kind of looking at it from that standpoint uh, but you know there were just a lot of questions that came out of the Alliance uh, press conference yesterday, seemed like there were more questions about it than there were answers. So, you know, it, it's just tough to figure it out, Clip. I, I think everybody in college athletics these days, unless you're the true blue bloods, you're, you're really just kind of scrambling right now to just figure out what you're going to do in the future. And uh, it's, you know, like we say, every day is a new adventure. It's a new journey. And uh, it's really tough to kind of keep up with everything that's going on because everything is just changing so rapidly with the college athletic landscape. Jeff, you did an Inside the Booth years and years ago, and I just remember at the very end of it, you I think it was about the, the talking heads on TV and, and everything that goes on outside the lines. And at the very end, you said – just give me the scores. Just give me the scores. And, like, that, and I feel the exact same way. I love talking about football and pre- previewing matchups, recapping games, and all this other crap. It, you have to talk about it because it's part of it, but that doesn't mean I have to like it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm not a big talking heads kind of guy to sit around and watch those shows, Cliff. I, again, people enjoy them. I think it's wonderful. It's great. 
but I just don't get a whole lot of satisfaction out of watching them. Yeah, I'm with you. A lot of them are for, for entertainment purposes only, I think. Uh, so if I'm going to get my entertainment, I'm, I'm going to get it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere other than Stephen A. Smith and, and Skip Bayless. He took uh, words right out. Yeah, Jeff, a uh, co- couple of starting quarterbacks named in the NFL today, and, and no surprise, Trevor Lawrence will be the starter week one for the Jaguars. That's why they drafted him first overall. Uh, and Denver, I don't know if this is an admission that John Elway missed on yet another quarterback, but Teddy Bridgewater, who comes over this offseason from Carolina, has been named the week one starter over Drew Locke. And, uh, you know, John Elway brings in Peyton Manning. They get a Super Bowl. Outside of that, he has tried Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch and Drew Locke and everything in between. And, you know, we've seen it with Michael Jordan, with the Charlotte organization, and in other places. Just because you were one of the best on the field doesn't mean you can be one of the best in the front office. But John Elway not being able to draft a quarterback over these 10-plus years now, Jeff, however long it's been, is uh, is one of the more mind-numbing things uh, in football to me. You, you would just think he'd hit on one of them, and he hasn't been able to so far. Yeah, it's a, an exact science for sure, Clip, and yeah, I'm with you. You would think that they would have hit on somebody by now. And when we talk about organizations struggling, I haven't really paid that much attention to the Orioles, but I'm going to really like look into the organizational structure uh, and, and see exactly what's going on there. Because, Clip, you and I have had this conversation before, especially in professional sports, when you're that bad for that long, there are some systemic reasons as to what's going on. Uh, you shouldn't be that bad for that many years. Because in professional sports, you get to draft and you get to trade and you get to sign free agents. and So you can get better. Sometimes in college athletics, if you're not a very good program, it's going to be really tough for you to get a whole lot better if you just don't have the infrastructure. But in professional sports, it's a different deal. And uh, the Orioles have made so many changes, you know, in the last few years. And to me, it looks like very few of them have worked out, including in a broadcast booth. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, of course, the pirate radio, as you know, Cliff, we, we've carried the games for years. And uh, I really loved uh, listening to, to the old pros do the games. Uh, Fred Manfred and Joe Angel, I mean, they just sounded like baseball broadcasters on the radio. And they were staples for the Orioles for years. Now, both of those guys uh, did retire. But, uh, you know, you look at all the guys that they've also had uh, on television on Masson and uh, well-known longtime broadcasters, and they cleaned all those guys out. Uh, totally different guys on TV, totally different guys on radio. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem like, you know, the Oriole broadcast or telecast that uh, we once had. And uh, Gary Thorne uh, was another cast. Yeah course so you know it's it, it's interesting but you know when you when you lose 19 games in a row like they have and you've struggled so mightily like they have in the last few years you, you kind of have to take uh, i think a deep dive into it and see where they really are as they were losing their 19th in a row last night jeff all i saw on twitter was the Orioles had the number one ranked farm system in baseball. It almost felt like a, a propaganda machine out there, <laughs> putting that out there as they were losing 19 in a row. If you're this bad and you're 38 and 86, you uh, you better have the uh, the best farm system yeah. going in baseball because uh, these Orioles fans, man, I, I don't know how they continue to, to show up to the park here late in the season. 
I know it's really it's really hard when your team is struggling that badly. And of course, we go back to the the great Orioles teams down through the years. And remember, Clip uh, when they used to call it the Oriole Way, and you had the, the Ripkins there, of course, and they had a real philosophy with that franchise and the way they did things in a first class manner and. It just seems like all those things have kind of gone by the boards for them. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, man, my Braves were red hot, won nine in a row, but they ran into an even hotter team. The Yankees took two from Atlanta on Monday and Tuesday night. The New York Yankees have now won 11 in a row, still four games back of Tampa Bay, who is 30 games over 500, and uh, the Rays have won three straight. Uh, the Red Sox have won a couple in a row after floundering out of the All-Star break, so they're still alive uh in the uh the wild card hunt but jeff uh the, the yankees uh making some noise here made some big moves at the deadline and it appears uh those moves have paid off yeah it really does anthony rizzo had the COVID issue and of course he's back now clip and uh with all that power they have in that lineup i mean they're gonna win games there's no doubt about that you mentioned uh, tampa bay it's just amazing what they're able to do to do and then you go on the other side of the country and and Oakland is the same way in what they're able to do. Now, the naysayers will say, oh, yeah, they're really good. They're contenders, but they can't win the big one. And that just shows that you cannot win the big one in Tampa or in Oakland anymore. But uh, I would like to see one of those franchises, you know, win a World Series one of these years to just prove that you can win a World Series uh, in Tampa or in Oakland. But uh you know, maybe this will be the year for, for Tampa. It's amazing to me what they are able to do. And so you talk about franchises that struggle personnel-wise with people making decisions. Look at all the good decisions that Tampa has made down through the years and yeah. the way they're able to compete and, and win. And it's just not by accident. It's because they have a game plan and they have good people in the right places who make the right decisions. And it's amazing to me that uh, they're able to do what they do and it's a shame that they play in that ballpark that they play in. And, you know, you hear all these wild rumors that they're going to play half their games in Tampa and maybe half somewhere else in the future. I just wish they would build them a nice stadium there and really, really cement that franchise because, my goodness, those, those players and those people in the front office and the ownership, I mean, they're doing everything they can to win, and they're winning, and they, they really deserve to have a nice place to play. Yeah, uh, and Jeff, I believe uh, the Triple A guys when they get called up are like, "Wait, this is where I have to play now?" Because they were uh, they're in Durham, right? They're the Triple A affiliate—that's a nicer park probably than the uh, the Major League team gets to play in. Yeah, well, it really is. And of course, we have firsthand knowledge of of working there when the Pirates yeah. played you in, in the bowl game there a number of years ago. And then I've attended some Tampa Bay Rays baseball games when I've I've been in Florida just as a fan. And, uh, you know, the one thing I've never figured out, Clip, about that stadium is that outfield turf and why it has all those faded different colors <laughs> in the turf. It's just, I mean, it's like, can't you paint it or can't you do something else? It looks so bad in person and also on TV. Uh, and, you know, as a fan, and I've been there as a fan, it's nice to walk up a half hour before the game and, you know, sit in the box seat three rows up from the field. Yeah. So that's the good thing about it, but they just don't get the support that they deserve. Well, Jeff, you'll have, uh, I'm assuming, some nice surroundings next Thursday night at Bank of America Stadium. Pirates 
let's see, hadn't been there since the South Carolina game, 2011. Is that right, Jeff? But uh, do you like uh, calling a game there in Charlotte? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's great working in an NFL stadium clip. Uh, we had the opportunity to do that in Charlotte and, of course, uh, a couple of other places in the AAC when we go to South Florida and, and play at Raymond James. And then when we go up to Philadelphia and play uh, play Temple, at the link so yeah they're, they're great facilities uh it's wonderful to to have a booth like we have to work in and yeah charlotte uh, will be will be fun i wish the game was on saturday i wish it was a saturday afternoon game yeah. there were forces that uh move that game as we all know so you line up and you play on thursday night but uh, it's a great stadium to work in. Anytime you go to an NFL stadium, you're going to work in a really nice place. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, i uh, got sports trivia tonight, 8 o'clock at A.J. McMurphy's. We'll have a special guest host that came up with all the questions. How about Jody Jones, ECU men's basketball SID, will be the uh, guest host tonight. So Jody's a big baseball guy, uh, hoops guy as well. So I know he'll have a, a lot of great questions for us. And while that's going on, uh, AEW uh, will be going on uh, tonight, Jeff. Make sure you tune in on TNT tonight because CM Punk made his return to wrestling and to AEW uh, over the weekend. It was a, a weekend of big returns. Becky Lynch coming back in WWE. Brock Lesnar made his return at SummerSlam. So uh, CM Punk going to be on tonight, Jeff. He's one of the best on the mics, and uh, make sure you uh, tune into that. <laughs> well, I will. I'll, I'll tune in and uh, see CM Punk tonight. I know you guys will have uh, fun with Jody. I'll tell you, Jody knows a lot about sports. He's almost a walking index, though, on ACC basketball and especially the Tar Heels, but ACC basketball in general. So, folks coming out, okay. AJ's, get get ready because I bet you Jody will be loaded with some ACC basketball questions. All right. I'm going to study up on that, maybe the Cardinals, uh, some other things he's got some interest in. So, good good uh, heads up there, Jeff. Jeff, uh, thanks for your time. As always, we'll talk to you next week, and I will also talk to you next Thursday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate as we get folks set for ECU App State. Exciting time of the year, Jeff, and uh, we appreciate your time as always. Sounds good, Cliff. Looking forward to it. Have a good one. There is the voice, Jeff Charles, joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line. Looking forward to breaking it down even more with Jeff coming up next Thursday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back, wrap up hour number two, get you ready for hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We got more on the way after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at PR927FM. 
If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at free PR927FM. Join the close to 50,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, wrapping up hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up in hour number three, Bryce Williams will join us. We'll talk some pirate football. We'll talk some tailgating food. We will go Pirate Radio outdoors. We'll open up the Pirate Radio booty bag, a huge hour three on tap. Uh, and right now we're eating ice cream. There was a... Uh, ice cream truck set up outside the pirate radio studios shirley was first to go followed by chandler <laughs> and, then, and then you and then i look and there's clip rock you <laughs> brought up the rear buddy <laughs> right. i was taking the trash out and i looked and i was like i was like that's an ice cream truck so i came back inside and i said hey there's a ice cream truck in there Shirley goes what she said what really i said look out the window and she was like i'll be right back and then I followed her, and then next thing I know, I turn around, and Clip Brock is ordering chocolate, burr, strawberry, and butter pecan. With, with whipped cream. With, yeah, with whipped fancy. cream. I had to get some whipped cream. Charlie went with the strawberry. Chandler, what'd you get? The banana split. How oh, you didn't get the, the cappuccino crunch? Are you done with it? Holy crap. Dude. I'm done, baby. Good work. You took that down. Well, quick. I mean, when you're talking about food and football, you might as well, you know, if somebody presents an opportunity to have a ice cream truck right outside your front door, you go get ice cream. Yeah, maybe think about this uh, in your cooler for a hot day at Bank of America Stadium yeah. or a hot I tailgate agree. at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Maybe throw a little uh, a little frozen dessert in the cooler there. All right. Um, that was a great segment, one of our best of all time. Yep. <laughs> Take a time out. We'll come back. Hour three. Bryce Williams is here. The early bird gets the worm. He is ready to roll on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking of remodeling your home or business? AG's Home Solutions has been serving the remodeling needs of Eastern North Carolinians since 2017. The company specializes in additions, kitchen and bath remodels, historic preservation, commercial upfitting, and new construction. AG's Home Solutions offers a full-service design center and showroom staff with knowledgeable sales and design consultants ready to help with any remodeling project. Excuse me. Visit aghomesolutions.com to get started today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. Welcome in to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Did Eight you, days away from kickoff. Did you finish your ice cream already? Uh, yeah, I got down to the bottom oh, bit. Oh, I haven't even finished mine yet. I chunked it. Uh, it was good. Nice, cool, tasty treat on a hot summer day. You can't beat it. And Bryce Williams is here. Bryce, you're talking about how hot it is. You've been outdoors today. It's, it's a warm one. It's a barn burner. Bryce, I understand that uh, you were all prepared to talk about tomorrow night's kickoff between ACU and App State, but uh, you got one more week to wait. I know, daggum. I was, I mean, I was even at the house this morning and I said, mm, 
thinking on the week and i'm like oh man i get to watch ec football tomorrow you know like that'll be fun i wonder what stations it's gonna be on and i was like is it gonna be on espn plus it's gonna be on tv um and then i was of course uh um talking with uh, troy out there and of course he reminded me it is next week so next yeah. thursday yeah i, mean, I was all ready i was all ready to talk about it and uh we can still do that you know talk about the day before the game you know traveling the movies i guess we should save that for next week yeah we can save that <laughs> all right uh by the way it'll be on espn U. so we are on uh on tv so that's nice do i have that i need to ask anna if we have that yeah ask uh, the old lady if you got espn you not you need Man. to get it between now and then the game's at what seven seven thirty thirty okay all the details i'm set espn u 7 30 tell you what you if go. you have questions about that game you've come to the right place because i got you all know, the answers i tell you y'all this is i mean another another 100th reason why pirate radio is great i get all my sports information when you come in, in on wednesdays when i come in on wednesdays <laughs> and through obviously social media so troy yeah. saved me from looking like a jack leg in here saying i can't wait for the game tomorrow um you know all that so schedule you know, so pretty much scheduling hot uh which hot news how do y'all t- how do y'all put that on instagram hot read Maybe everything's hot yeah. everything's hot you know what's happening where when set those eyeballs on fire baby i tell you so reading. i mean i really don't need anything else except for to follow pirate radio in every aspect of my life thank you for that promo for price that's beautiful uh yeah. i threw out some questions on twitter and <laughs> nobody follows instructions of- anymore and I wonder if it's because, so it was a two-part question. Are you tailgating at home or at Bank of America Stadium next week? Your answer would be at home, I guess. Yeah, I'd be at home. And uh, the second question, what's on your tailgate menu? I, now, mm. is it too far away to think about that? Because me, I mean, I'll be here. What are you going to have? Because I already got something in my mind. We don't know what we're having now as of yet, what food will be provided to us. I already got it in my mind. But that, see, that's what I want to hear. Hungry. I'm going to run over some of the answers. Uh, Redbeard didn't follow rules. He didn't say what he was eating. Um, Cam will be tailgating at UNC Charlotte and hopping on the train to root for the Pirates. But on again, didn't say any food. Um, let's see. This guy is C. Brooks, and his Twitter handle is TChadDB. So I don't know what the hell this guy's name is. He says, I'll be at the game next Thursday night, then headed to the infield at Darlington the whole weekend. It's going to be a long tailgate. Man. No room for food in the coolers. Wow. So that sounds like one he heck may, of a sports weekend. Like, sounds good, but if you ain't got any food with whatever you got else in the cooler, it's going to be struggling. It's not going to be too good a combo. Friday night, Saturday. It's going to mm-hmm. be rough. Uh, Jack, I can't read exactly what he said. He said he'll be at home watching TV and plucking his chicken that mom he's going to cook. Be, mom and dad will be at the game. Dad just texted me. All right, ask him what he's going to be eating. What's dad, what are you going to be eating? And text back in. Uh, text back in. Jack's going to be cooking some chicken while watching mm-hmm. the Pirates cook the Gamecocks. So, oh, uh, nice. chicken it's on clever. the menu there. Uh, ECU Jungle is going to hit up some bars in the afternoon and then be in his seats 30 minutes or so before the game. Wow. Yeah. Um, John is having Johnny Rogers Barbecue on Graham Street. Huh. It's an 80-person tailgate. Holy moly. 60 ECU people, 20 App State people. Wow. That sounds That's like a, a big game. Sounds like a cool event. And uh, let's see. Justin Bear, who works with ECU, says he'll be tailgating at Johnson Stadium as ECU women's soccer takes on Campbell. Okay. okay. Um, Jay 
We'll be tailgating at Croxley's of Franklin Square. I don't know. At Franklin, I don't know what any of that means. Uh, if any Pirate fans want to join them. Uh, Tripp's going to the game. Didn't say what he's eating. Justin will be tailgating at Carter Finley Stadium as NC State mm-hmm. takes on South Florida. Wow. Donald Juan. I guess that's the long name for Don Juan. Two suites at the residence inn next door. Chicken wings, Tito's, and Blue Moon. That All sounds right. pretty good. Good tailgating menu. Dad's What's dad, dad eating? I've never even heard him mention this. He said, I'd like those fat Norman hot dogs. Norman's hot dogs. Okay. And a beverage. Good deal. So hot dogs on the menu. I saw somebody on Facebook That's Live say they were going. Let's see. Uh, Eric is tailgating at Little's Hardware, a couple of blocks away from the stadium. Hot dogs and wings and adult beverages hot dogs and wings is that normally a con- not normally really it's pizza and wings yeah or uh, switching it up for sure but hot dogs and burgers hot dogs and burgers um pigs and uh, i mean i'll wait till you ask what i'm what <laughs> okay all right i'll wait uh scott's our maryland listener he says he'll be eating some maryland crab cakes i, I like wow. crab cakes that's a uh that sounds good and then john got us all started he said he's doing chicken fajitas and stuffed mushrooms which wow. is not what you think about with the tailgate food, but the more I think about it, the more I'm into it. I think so Dad said the fat Norman hot dogs, right? He's mistaken. He's me. I said what? Well, he takes back. He said those hot dogs at the beach. The hot dogs at the beach. He mistaken Norman's for Nathan's. Oh, okay. <laughs> so oh, <he> Norman. <laughs> So he, he met the Nathan's hot dogs. He's the Norman's hot dogs eating champion. Joey Chestnut, oh, the Nathan's that's funny. hot dog eating Nathan. Champion. All right, there that's you go. That's funny. He did have trouble with that that week. All right, uh, Bryce, what uh, what's on your menu for next Thursday? What do you want? I mean, I think definitely like the Nathan hot dogs, but one thing I typically have is well, mom makes like the uh, sausage Velveeta dip. Oh, and, man. Uh, I had some of that at a fantasy draft on Saturday. Oh, God. I've had it, for it is so good. That. I love that stuff. Yeah. And um, Pigs in a Blanket Mom makes. And what's funny, and we didn't, my brother and I didn't, you know, Sean, um, the twin, he, we didn't play this one time. You know, we were at whatever, some game or wherever we were. And I got to play the Pigs in a Blanket and then uh, the Velveeta dip. And then he did too. Well, I'm sitting there taking my saw my pigs in a blanket and scooping it with a Velveeta dip. And he oh, like man. That. Good Well, move. sure enough, my brother sits down, not said a word to him, and he did the same thing and ate it. And my mom was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> she was sitting at a table. Um, but then definitely that. I am a veggie tray guy, like broccoli. Love pe- a veggie peppers, tray. Yeah, like carrots. Um, I'm cucumbers, broccoli, carrots. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll even do some radishes. Oh, good cauliflower. Do you go in uh, ranch? Ranch. Yeah, you got to go ranch. Yeah. Cauliflower, um, peppers. So, I mean, definitely a veggie trade. So, we and you are pretty good. We're, we pretty much could, uh, we're, we're on the same wavelength. I haven't had a pig in a blanket in probably 15 to 20 years. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It has Sarah, been a while. So good. <laughs> Chandler, you seem to uh, perk up when he said pigs in a blanket. Yeah, I'm a big pigs in a blanket yeah, guy. so good. My mom used to make them all the time, too. Remind uh, me. Hun- so, it's a, a, a wiener. Cut in half. In a, in a croissant. croissant. Now, is there any cheese involved or just the... It's a croissant, and then you just dip it in ketchup. But you like to dip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't just... even think about 
you said you dipped the pigs in the blanket in the but, sausage in the dip. Velvet. Yeah. That's a, oh man, dude. what a big play, it, dude! It's good. Big it, play, Bryce Williams. Yeah. I like that. You, you need to try it. A double it's, porker there. The it's, Honeycut House. We like buffalo chicken dip on game days. That oh, no, that's any good. kind of hot dip. So my dip. aunt, like, uh, what did she do? She would get a rotisserie chicken, shred it that way, shred it off the chicken, yeah, and then do it in the buffalo chicken dip. So uh-huh. it's like a double bang on like seasoning, you know, flavor. So, uh, oh, golly, I'm hungry. Um, yeah, so that, that'd be cool. We're all, we would have a great tailgate. We would. Just a big, fat tailgate. Golly. And, uh, feeling great. I'd be the ringleader of that. Yes. All right. So, uh, there is uh, our food ideas for next Thursday. Then comes the football, Bryce Williams. And I'll tell you what, we'll get to that when we return. We'll hear some of Mike Houston's comments from ECU Football Media Day. Get Bryce's thoughts on the season opener east carolina and appalachian state also will make you a winner when we return on pirate radio live more to go on a wednesday after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, get back, you're getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock and Bryce Williams hanging out. Eight days away from kickoff, East Carolina at Appalachian State and Mike Houston. I uh, had some good comments from him over the weekend at ECU Media Day. And uh, let's start with uh, with Cup Four. The, the, need a big year from Holt Nailers. He's got some weapons behind him uh, in the backfield and also at receiver. How about the offensive line? Mike Houston talked about the depth of the, of the offensive line heading into 2021. Well, I mean, I think uh, you saw today our first group, I think, is very solid. Um, and I think we have a couple of guys that are in that second group that, uh, you know, I'll consider them to be starters also. Uh, so I think, you know, compared to where we have been, you know, the last couple of seasons at, th- at this point, I think we're, you know, we're in a much better place depth-wise. We're in a much better place overall talent-wise. So, um, you know, it's – they face a lot going against our defense because our defense is so multiple. Uh, and so I think that's a good thing as far as their preparation uh, because – you know they've they've had to you know block against a lot of different uh, a lot of different looks. Bryce, uh, there, there were times last year ECU was so undermanned at O line they just could not get anything going offensively because you could it it takes away like half or seventy five percent of your playbook when you can't do certain things you want to at the O line position. When you guys had it rolling with Lincoln Riley and and company. I mean, the offensive line was almost uh, an afterthought, and maybe that's because it was good and solid, right? right? You just didn't really think about it because you weren't concerned about it. For sure, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, you hear pretty much every coach say, you know, it starts up front, which, I mean, is 
definitely obvious. You know, um, you know, if you if you can't block for, block the run, well, then you can't obviously run the ball. You can't pass pro well then you can't throw the ball so um it's definitely enlightening to hear you know coach houston talk um you know how well the o-line are, uh, are looking this year and you know hopefully they can obviously you know you know carry that to this season of course you hear you know they had one of the best you know camps they've had you know you sort of hear that you know each year which is yeah. obviously good to be um you know for that to be said and everything would obviously you know we're wanting to see it you know um, you know, in the season, which, um, like I said, I'm always optimistic each game. So, um, hopefully, they can carry that over to uh, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Next. I wish it was tomorrow because yeah. I'm almost tired of talking about this yeah. offseason and this oh, game my goodness, yeah. coming up. Um, and Steve Shankweiler, ECU offensive line coach, told me on Saturday that one of their guys started every game last year. He is a backup this year, hmm. and he's a better football player right now than he was last year. Wow. So, you know, and he's speaking of Fernando Fry there, who now Avery Jones has moved over to yeah. that center position. Fry, a very valuable backup at both center and guard. So, you, um, and, and I heard even Holden Ehlers talk about how he didn't really, and I think it said who the five are going to be, but his point was. You know, last year he knew his five was going to be because that's all they had, basically. Mm, this year yeah. they have more options uh, to run out different lineups, different sets up front, and that is a good thing for this ECU team. Uh, depth at O-line, depth at a lot of positions, that's because the team is experienced. And Mike Houston talked about that. This is cut five, Charlie. Well, I think the, you know that's that's something that's is certainly a strength. Um, you know, the guys, we have a very positive culture in the, in the locker room. Uh, you know, I think anybody that's been around one of our team meetings, you know, before I come in there, that's that's, you know, it's it's a real positive vibe from everything. It's it's a group that you know they take pride in the way they play on the field. They take pride in the way they carry themselves around campus. Uh, and we have new players come in. Uh, Rob uh, Vandalin uh, came in this this uh, summer, and he just commented to the coaches just how you know, how welcoming our locker room was and just, you know, how everybody tried to work to make him feel uh, like he was a part of them almost immediately. And so I think that really speaks to just, you know, kind of the culture and character of that roster. So I do think that's a strength of the program. That is uh, a positive, Bryce, and it's kind of like to leave it better than you found it. When you leave, you want to have the, the younger guys be ready to step up in your place. So you went through it first coming into ECU. Mm -hmm. You had guys who were kind of you know watching out for you welcoming you welcoming you into the locker room and then by the time you leave you're showing guys how they're supposed to act in the right. locker room and with this with that extra year you've got so many guys that have played together this team has been a team for a mm -hmm. long time then that part of it should be taken care of everything as far as you know knowing your role on the team knowing your role in the locker room all that stuff is settled and it's something mike houston doesn't have to worry about at all at this point yeah definitely when, when you have um you know good cohesion throughout the team i mean like they said you leave you know like, like a brotherhood i mean you're, you've done a, you go through a lot with those guys you know good stuff bad stuff you're you know working hard and um the ups and downs and you know to have that in the locker room is definitely you know definitely something good you know because when everybody's you know who everybody likes each other then you're going to collaborate well on the team on the field and you know communicate and you know just you got each other in everyone's best interest so i think that's really important for sure um to have that and also uh that, that kind of reminds me of talking to the players and we'll have our players lounge podcast coming up at six o'clock with Holton, uh, Ehlers, and DJ Ford, Rajay Harris, um, 
Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, C.J. Johnson, Tyler Sneed. I think I named them all. Um, and they talked about the old, well, we are tired of hitting each other. We're ready to hit somebody <laughs> with a different uniform. And that feeling comes with fall camp ending and heading yeah. into game week, Bryce. I'm sure you remember that where you were like, yeah, I like going up against these guys, but I'm ready to take <laughs> on somebody that uh, I'm not seeing every single day. Yeah, right? yeah. When you're uh, when you're doing that, you know, I guess in a way, you know, it gets monotonous. Like, yeah. Goodness gracious, you know, he knows where I'm. He knows where I'm going to block you. They know the plays. You're like, my goodness, you just see the same face you know, every day. You're like, my goodness, but I love you. But God, I'm getting sick. I'm tired of, of you. Sick of dealing with you and getting long armed. And it's like, man. Um, so it is. I mean, especially you know next week with game, the game coming up. I mean, it's, it's each year you know it's super. Well, heck, each each week it's exciting, you know, because it's so fun to play. Um, you know, different teams. You know, each year, you know, you know, obviously your non-conference games are exciting. You know, to get to play people outside of your conference is um, super fun. You know, especially you know when you get to play the SEC or you know the ACC schools. Um, playing the NFL Stadium uh, this week too. Yeah, next week, they so. get to play NFL Stadium, so that'll be. I know the guys will love that, and um, you know to be in that atmosphere. So I mean, it's. I know the guys, you know, probably you know getting all antsy and ready, and they think the eight days is gonna you know take forever to get here. But you know, as they know, they're so busy that it'll get here before they know it. So <clears throat> I mean, I'm I'm excited for them to know, you know, knowing what they're about to um, have come up. Bryce, during your time at Marshall or early days here, were you ever on the scout team prepping mm-hmm. these starters? Uh, yeah, so at Marshall, you know, when I was a whopping uh, 195, moving, you know, coming in, you know, I was on scout team and yeah, it wasn't playing awesome. what receiver tight end uh, yeah whatever i was yeah. i just read a card some damn times i was in the back the backfield i you know just yeah just doing whatever um now look it's important though right it like, is i mean yeah, for, yeah it definitely is um you know as a marshall i didn't really get the gist of it and the importance of, the right, importance right. of it and i was like golly i don't want to you know whatever um you know of course i had to block vinnie curry a few times so i was like it. but uh yeah, I mean, and then obviously ECU, I was scout team for a little bit, um, and then fortunately got moved to the travel squad and everything. But um, you know, it's very important. I mean, if you have scout guys who, um, you know, are lollygagging, or not lollygagging, but you know, just not giving good lucks, is uh, you know definitely frustrating because you're like, dang, I'm like, give me something like that. I don't want to be, you know, I want to have it so you know relative to uh, what the games possibly can be. So, I mean, scout team guys definitely have the role, and um, you know, it's definitely an important one. Vinny Curry is still in the NFL. Is he really? Who's signed he? a deal with the Jets in March and wow. has been in the league since 2012. And, I mean, clearly wow. when you're facing a guy like that, you're like, man, this guy's big. This guy's quick. He's tough. But, like, yeah. what separates him from another guy you would face? Like, could you tell then that he was pretty elite? Or, um. You know, I think it was that because obviously he was a senior. Yeah, he was a senior. Um, he was he had some fast hands. I do remember that um, and strong. Um, but I, you know, as a senior of that caliber, already knowing you did what's going to be going on for you in the next few months after the next few months of the season, you know, it's kind of he was he would do his technique and you know do well, but it was just, it was almost like he was just going through the going motions, through the motions. And, you know, it wasn't wasn't hard for him I mean, he worked hard obviously you could tell that but um yeah things like that I was like mainly mainly like this hands and like 
just strong, fast. Still playing. It was a second round pick in uh, in 2012. Yeah. All right, uh, let's hear more. How about this, Bryce? Uh, we see this every year. It's always a special moment when a walk on goes to a scholarship player, and that happened to Macy O'Donnell uh, being put on scholarship, the East Carolina backup running back. And this is cut six. Charlie Mike Houston talked about that. Well, just you know, he's he's a guy that's you know, he was here when I got here and. Uh, he he works so hard. He he wears so many different hats for us. Um, he's you know he's going to be on the four core special teams. Uh, he has taken a lot of snaps at tailback uh, this uh, this fall. Uh, you know with Sneed and Josai sideline today, he took a lot of snaps in the slot. So he's a very versatile guy. Uh, and you know he's he's a loyal core guy too. You know strong character. Uh, already has his undergraduate degree. Uh, you know, very popular in the locker room. And so, you know, it's, you know, Coach Kirkpatrick and I made the decision um, that uh, he had earned that. And so I just, I wanted to do it you know, in a way that was special for him. And so we did it in, at the end of the scrimmage to where all of his teammates were around there with him. And, you know, it, all it took was the mention of that. And you saw the reaction, anybody that was in the stadium saw the reaction of his teammates. I think that says a lot about him uh, and how everybody feels about him. I think it also says a lot about just that, 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 that group right there and how much they care about each other. So uh, really proud of him. Uh, he's an outstanding young man, great representative of our university. I love those stories, uh, Bryce. And when you came from Marshall ECU, did you have a scholarship? or No, I was um, just another preferred walk-on uh, leaving Marshall. Um, heck, I played, I guess it was two years. I played, had what, three seasons? I played... Two years. I didn't get a scholarship till like my seat going into my senior year. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So I was I was just walk on the whole the whole time. I'm making plays as touchdowns, but whatever, you know. <laughs> is what it I is. didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. You were a pretty darn good walk on then. Yeah, for pretty much my whole career, I was a walk on. So ironically uh, enough, you were behind a walk on for a lot of your career. Oh yeah, Justin Hardy. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but those moments are always cool. I don't remember a cool video of Bryce Williams being put up. Now they videotape everything. Oh, yeah. They no. make it a moment. Yeah, there was nothing. I mean, nothing for me, whatever. But, Let's uh, recreate the moment. <laughs> yeah. What was it? I guess Coach Ruff. Hey, Bryce, you're on scholarship. Yeah. Bryce goes, goes, Dang. Dang, that's, that's pretty cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't nothing like that. Uh, it was just go up to the office and sign a paper and yada 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 yeah that's boring yeah but uh, you know but uh so that's what that was me and no charlie Co- me and charlie coggins so at least him and i got to perk up like, oh cool charlie coggins was he a long snapper mm-hmm. he's the yep. one that left the um help me out he left uh was it koozies or chandler for the draft or like uh he would um, i think he did it was it in Indianapolis at the combine or yes, something? Yes, he went to the combine and left like koozies with his name, his height, his weight, <laughs> like really? around different you don't, places. You never know about that. No, it is ringing a bell. Yeah. I forgot he went to the combine. Did he go to the I don't know if he was in it. I think he just was like in the surrounding area, like leaving his name places, so scouts would <laughs> run into it, yeah. and pick it up. That's I remember funny. that. And uh, so he was a go-getter. That is Charlie funny. was uh, still a great guy. Yeah. He uh, taught me lessons back in high school. So That's right. You were a long snapper guy. Yep. Boring. Hey, um, you can – them guys stay in it. That's for dang sure. One guy says uh, Bryce got robbed if they didn't put him on scholarship until the senior season. That's bleepy. <laughs> is that true? Oh, yeah. You were just out I there. I played uh, South Sea 2012. I was, you know um, – 
that's when I got to ECU. Uh, was about you know, Justin Jones, and then next year, 2013, 2014, Wait. nothing. So that touchdown you scored against Virginia Tech in 2013, you were not on scholarship. No, I wasn't on scholarship till it was I think the spring after. So two years, you know, two years of playing wow. and yada yada yada. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, my senior season, I you know finally got on scholarship. All right. Well, good. Yeah. I'd say you earned it. Uh, probably. Yeah, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all talked about this, but did they surprise you like they did Maceo? Or we like... talked about that, Chandler. Dang it. Oh no. What are you doing over there? Yeah. Man? I'm doing other things that I have to do for Pirate Radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no surprise. It was boring. It was just no kind of typical knew. of Price. Very no frills. Yeah. No one even, none of my buddies. Were you like, like No one like even knew. We already did that too. Yeah. He's, he's, he's literally about guys. two minutes. Dang. Yeah. We, we did we this segment already. Yeah. Did you hear about Charlie Coggins? I was just in that conversation. <laughs> you SOB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Surely like that one. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong to think you should pay attention to the show. You know what? Maybe that's on me. I'm having to do another <laughs> maybe job. Maybe I expect too much of the producer we want a to listen to the show. But you know what? I'm the SOB. Yeah. I have to wear multiple hats in this it's organization. It's not your job to pay attention to the show you produce. You're right. <laughs> Shame on me for thinking that. Shirley, cut seven. Uh, Mike Houston talks about the importance of walk-ons. Well, you know, it's, this is the biggest roster we've carried into the season. Uh, there's lots of issues that go along with that that nobody else has to deal with other than uh, John Gilbert and the administration and myself. You know, it's you know, Title IX uh, within the athletic department really limits, uh, you know, uh, some things. So, you know, I think that's, that's the frustrating thing about the NCAA, just, you know, kind of throwing that blanket waiver out there and, uh, you know, now the institutions are left to uh, kind of work through how to, how to make it work. But, uh, you know, within our programs, you know, wherever I've been, uh, it has always been uh, an opportunity where, you know, you, you, you earn what you get, you know. So, you know, you come here with, as, as a walk-on, Elijah Morris, Tyler Sneed, now Macy O'Donnell. You come here as a walk-on and you go out there and you perform on the field, you'll be rewarded. And I tell the kids, I, I could care less. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're a scholarship, walk on. I don't care. The best players are going to play, and the best players will, you know, separate themselves by the way they perform on the practice field. And, uh, you know, so it's, I think this is a place where you can, you can come here and get a chance. And I think that uh, you have numerous, uh, you know, examples of that on our roster. All right, Mike Houston there. He proved uh, he practiced what he preached last year with uh, those two running backs coming in as true freshmen and had the best weeks of practice and got the most playing time on Saturdays. And that's why we know the names Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell. Uh, they had fantastic freshman seasons, and we didn't know a darn thing about them, Bryce, heading into the year. Yeah. So, uh, that was a, uh, a good story in 2020 and looking forward to big years for those guys in 2021 all right let's take a break uh, as we do we need to make somebody a winner shirley rhodes booty 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 everywhere booty 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 317-1250 bryce has a question what are we winning what are we winning what are we winning, what are we winning? uh what is today wednesday today is wednesday 
How about uh, you decide you're not going to cook uh, dinner and pick up a pizza? How about that? Oh, gosh. Large two-topping pizza, courtesy of Domino's. Get the door. It's Domino's. We're making you a winner of some Domino's pie here on a Wednesday. Why is it not Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. I never know how to spell it. I'm like, Wednesday. 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 Anyway, Namaste. Uh, what color are we nah, I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to go with 12. Call it 12. Call it 12. 317 You can win. Give me a pizza, Dad. A Domino's pizza. See if you can beat Bryce Williams' dad. 12. Call it 12. <laughs> We're back with you after this. Pirate Nation. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Keep your vehicle clean with the Pirates Cove Car Wash Fast Pass. The Fast Pass allows you to have unlimited car washes every month at every location. Pirates Cove Car Wash has locations in Greenville on 10th Street, Fire Tower Road, and Memorial Drive. Pirates Cove Car Wash, the ultimate car wash experience and the official car wash of ECU Athletics. And congratulations to Barbara Malpas of Grimesland. Picked up a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on one of my favorite things every Wednesday is Bryce talking as we come back into the show. <laughs> it's usually <laughs> mumbling to himself. Uh, but it's uh, it's just a good, it's like a, a glove, you know, it's just a good familiar. Oh, fit. for sure. Feels good. Feels good. Definitely. Uh, glad to have Bryce with us. And man, we made it through the offseason, Bryce. We'll have uh, some real football to talk about next week leading up to the mm. game. And then, of course, the following week, we'll be able to recap and preview mm. games. I tell That's you. good stuff. That is good stuff. And I mean, I enjoy breaking it down, watching it. Can you dance? Hopefully we can... Uh, <laughs> Breaking it down. Break it down, baby. You can dance. Um, no, I mean, if like, you wanna, if I wanna, <laughs> you can dance if you wanna. Yeah. Uh, um, like breaking down the game is always fun. Often when we win, it's great to be talking about the positives and everything like that. So if we're doing, we're talking about the positives next week. And not that I need to I tell you this. Two, two weeks from now. Correct. Uh, but uh, you'll be focused on the tight ends. I'm assuming. So yeah. you can tell us what they I'm did curious, right, wrong. Yeah, right, for there's, sure. I there's need to see the starter. Do we know who the starters are yet? I mean, Shane Calhoun has That's had, right. it looks like, going to be. I, I'm interested yeah. to see what they do with Ryan Jones, though. They got the player they brought in from Oklahoma, who apparently mm-hmm. they like. Uh, I think his thing is still learning the plays, the offense, right. all that stuff. See, I'm super bummed, but I texted um, Trip Weaver. I said, you know, because I was planning on it was a Saturday I was going to come to the game, and I was going to come to a practice. I'm like, oh, cool, get to come to a practice. Well, of course, it stormed. You know, it thund- mm-hmm. you know, it was thunder and lightning to push it back, back, back. Well, of course, I had to go to Raleigh. Um, I guess it was like 10.30 or like 11, whatever time it was. Needless to say, I didn't get to make it. Well, of course, every other weekend I had something going on. And during the week, obviously, I can't really make it in the mornings. And so I was like super bummed I wasn't able to see like one practice um, just to watch the guys up close and everything. I mean, it'd be cool. I guess I could come to like a 
an afternoon practice one day um that would be nice you know what bryce if you really wanted to be there you'd be there son son i know but i gotta take care of other things okay i know priorities i i know i know <laughs> yeah, we all got so them. i'm a little bummed that yeah. i didn't get to see you know get to watch at least one practice and, well now uh, it looks like their in season practice is going to be see. afternoons i don't know if that's better or worse yeah. for you uh, maybe you can get over there at some point we'll see i'm gonna you know what we should do one wednesday is just let bryce leave the show now head over to ecu and, and get do, a live practice report. and do some interviews there we go because that's when they wrap it up right and you can hear it right from the horse's mouth you can ask the questions you want the answers to uh-oh dude that'd be kind of, that's kind of hard like i don't even know what question i would ask <laughs> i guess i could just say hey hey how was practice hey that's a good starting point how was practice that's the go-to I might just ask him something off the wall yeah like what what do you want to know oh gosh that's that's on a whim i can't think of it right now just like right off the cuff freestyle it. yeah you should go to uh media day what are you eating, what are you eating after practice and just see what they say that's pretty good right probably should go to media day because that's when you can kind of ask off the wall stuff like we found out audio matosho uh is a vegetarian now Charlie, do you have the cut? I want to say it's at the top of the page um, on the PRL. It's Avery Jones and Justin Chase about eating meat. Do you see something about that? Yeah. All right. So, Audio Matosho, the receiver's gone vegetarian. I asked vegetarian. Uh, Justin Chase, is he uh, is he still a meat eater? And here's what he said. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on a diet. Which one? You know, eating pork chops. <laughs> yeah, so I support the swine industry in North Carolina. <laughs> yes, sir. Those guys were fun to talk to. The good to know the O line is still eating meat. I hope, yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. So uh, those are the kinds of fun things you can do on uh, a media day. You know, yeah. ask those kinds of questions. What is media day? Well, you're a week late. <laughs> Dang. we just did it on saturday oh shoot that's right Crap. do you have a 2022 planner yet do you need a feel still book? <laughs> we can mark that in for next august next no okay all right let me get in and put that on the yeah, yeah. what is fall camp <laughs> <laughs> all right uh shirley let's go pirate radio outdoors we got a few minutes here with bryce williams find out what we've been up to uh what he's been up to on the water since we last spoke Bryce, take it away. Man, I tell you, it was set up to be great. Which well, was still a great weekend. So Anna, last week or this past weekend, she went to she was out of town with uh, some girls on a trip. So I was like, well, heck yeah, I'll go to the beach and uh, fish with Jay. I mean, that was great because I could fish. I fished Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, Friday. I said did a lot of fishing, so we had enough time. We got, we got uh, 10 minutes. Well, well six. more like six. six. Okay, Five. six. So Friday, you know, my buddy's like, hey, tomorrow, Friday's going to be the night. Because my buddy uh, Patrick's birthday is like, Friday's going to be the night. We're going to go to the noose, you know, catch some bull drum. I'm like, oh, heck yeah, you know. So I'm like, right on. So, we, you know, we get the grill. We get all the amenities we need to be out there for several hours fishing. You got a oh, grill? Oh, yeah, I got like a uh, Weber, like, propane like small portable oh propane. nice oh man it's a that's cool it's awesome so i brought that and it was me patrick jake and jay and uh who's patrick uh he's a buddy he went to a uh, rival high school of mine he lives in greenville now jake is jake geary jake geary jay is your soon-to-be father father in law mm-hmm. all right so we shoot out there we're running up core creek headed to uh the noose and we're like saw it was storming but we're like you know what we're gonna 
we're gonna keep going we've already committed we've already packed everything up needless to say we got caught in the daggum rain how many different times i mean just pelting your face and everything and so it's you know thank goodness we had some rain gear but still just all out there long story short we get up there trying to find you know get get away from the rain we didn't end up catching anything there except for like two skates so yippee so we run on back saturday morning have a little tournament we're like all right cool deal you know it's me and jake versus jay and patrick i didn't catch anything there jake actually caught a nice trout 20 inch 20 and a quarter 20 and a half inch trout so that was uh good um but i didn't catch anything right so i'm like all right you know i'm a good time still skunk i'm like that gum saturday night you know we're fishing the dock lights trying to catch some trout or drum whatever on the lights nothing i'm like guy caught in the rain again by the way we caught guy caught in the rain every every trip well sunday morning I'm like all right let's go fishing this was well, not sunday morning like sunday like lunchish you know we're sitting there with bottom fishing and we're just dead bait you know just keeping it simple deep water current all that structure when it's hot and uh ended up catching a nice gray trout so kept that and then the other one was so jay tossed a rod out there and uh i tell you i had switched from a ball cap to a straw hat you know because it was hot Hmm. so i put that on while i took it off and like i said jay cast the line out right i'm like well where's my where's my hat jay and uh, he's like man i swear i put it in the bow of the boat and I'm looking, I'm like, I don't see this dang thing. Where is this hat? Looking for my I man done lost my hat and all that. Well, needs to say he's the rod he cast out while he's looking for the hat that I thought he lost. Yeah, yeah. That rod screams off. And bam, you know, so I'm fighting, end up catching, you know, a 21 inch, uh, 21 and a half inch uh redfish. And he said, well, I'll be damned. Is that some kind of ploy for you to dig them? Can't use my rod, you know. So is that his catch or your catch? Oh, it's my catch, man. All right. It's my catch. So The ball went off his hands and you were there yeah, to I caught secure it. it. Yeah. So uh, it was kind of funny, but I was like, well, and then at the time I didn't really, I was like, yeah. Then I think about it, I said, well, dang, he was looking for my hat. Yeah. You know, and I here I catch this nice trout. So, I mean, a nice redfish. So, needless to say, you know, it was... You know, I didn't get skunk. I mean, I can you imagine? I go, I have a whole weekend to fish, and I don't catch one fish. You got it all set up, ready for the weekend of your life, and you, and yeah, and I get skunk. But thankfully, I didn't get skunk. Hey, but you know what? I stayed persistent, and on the last day, it's a great lesson. At the last hour, I catch some fish. Well, Andre three thousand once said, Bryce, you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Exactly. But you you fought through it. Exactly. And you got so. The um, moral of the story is just keep fishing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. That's what I tell you. Yeah, keep the fishing. Moral of the story. And I could say, well, Bryce, you went fishing Saturday morning. Yeah, but I didn't catch anything. I got to go again. That reminds me of the Brian Bailey line, which I've used this one before. Um, but uh, when his wife would say, you've watched football all weekend, and he'd say, well, not these two teams. <laughs> it's totally different. That is. It's a totally different outcome. <laughs> you've been fishing all weekend. Well, not in these conditions, not in this right. circumstance. So. Keep fishing. I kind of like that. Shit. I do, too. Two words. Do we need to uh, hurry up and trademark that? Yeah, stuff? call University Sportswear. Let's get to keep fishing. Because that applies to anything. It's a metaphor. It is a metaphor. Life. Huh. We might be on something here. We are. We figured it out. Tag it. Did you ever find your hat? 
I found the hat. It was in the leaning post. Okay, good. I All didn't right. put it there. It was that. No, this is what happened. Jake put his hat in the leaning post because we had the same hat. It's his really living charters, like hat, logo hat. He put his hat in the leaning post, picked my hat up. So, of course, I was like, well, man, he certainly didn't like pick my hat up. Well, sure enough, he did. People were really on the edge. I asked it before I saw this. Redbeard says, did he find the hat? Yeah, we had to close out that loop yeah, of we, the uh, story. We found, uh, th- actually, it was funny. You know, it was ironic. I was looking at my hat the whole time. Man. Because Jake was wearing it. <laughs> it didn't you know? look right on his head. So, you could tell it was your hat. It was, uh, was it uh, hidden in plain sight? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And if it I- was a snake, it would have bit you. <laughs> Keep fishing, folks. Let's take a time out. We'll come back and wrap up today's edition of Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your uh, stock market report for today. It was another good day for the Dow. It was up 39 points. It closed at 34,405. The S&P was also uh, ahead uh, nine points at 4,496. And the NASDAQ was up 11 points at 15,368. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right. We got a million-dollar idea we're working yep. on here. The, yeah, just be on the lookout. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Somebody's going to take it. Someone's going to take it. it. So we'll, we'll, we'll stop for now. Uh-huh. Bryce, when we see you next week, it'll be game day eve. For game real. Game day eve. And the guys will actually be either in Charlotte or on the way to Charlotte. Correct. And we'll uh, we'll talk about what you remember about those uh, the butterflies leading up to a game or the excitement or Man. whatever you were feeling uh, heading into a big-time kickoff. Charlie Chandler, we'll see you fine folks tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll be back Thursday at 3 for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.